Hey, before we start the episode, I wanted to um, say something real quick. For those of you that have been wondering about how my cat's doing, um, at 5 o'clock this morning I woke up and uh, Mrs. Mack had passed away. So um, we recorded last night and um, Mrs. Mack just wasn't feeling well. So right now I just want everybody to know if you have a pet, just take good care of them, take the best care of them you can, and um, give them a hug and a kiss right now, and let them know that you love them, because you never know when they're going to be gone. So, um, I love you, Mrs. Mack, and, um, <laughs> episode 180. There's already like 7 million podcasts, talking about pop culture and all that, makes us happy like shooting at a wall. It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers, and the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five, five four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. All right, yeah. So we're doing this over Skype again. <laughs> Seems to be a little. We're the leftovers. Part is so hard over Skype. It's it's like the <laughs> eternal struggle. <laughs> I know, I know. Like we need to we need to work on that before we record. We need to like practice. Get some practice yes. runs in. Some kind of system, I guess. Maybe we can both use like a stopwatch or something. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people are critiquing uh, us saying uh, we're the leftovers in unison. Over, I over mean, if episode. I was a listener of this podcast, every episode where we weren't synced up, I would just stop and delete. Oh, I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. God, you nitpicky son of a bitch. So this one's probably this one's probably a donor already. So uh, we're uh, joined this week by a special guest, and I'm going to play his bumper, and we'll get going. Go, go, Power Rangers. Jacob Harmon's got his Zord all up in this bitch. It's morphin' time, you sentient bearded son of a bitch. All right, Jacob Harmon, welcome back to the podcast, man. Hey, it's always great to be here with you guys. Yeah, we uh Yay. we uh we got you on. Of course, we 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 wanted to have you on when we do talk about Power Rangers. Um Jake, you didn't get a chance to see it. No, I did not. As hard as I tried, which was not hard at all. <laughs> Which was not at all. Let's just be honest. Yes, yes. I was being very sarcastic. I, I had zero interest in seeing this. Maybe you two. Probably not Harmon, but maybe Brian can change my mind. All right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk about Power Rangers coming up. Yeah, but so glad to have you back, Harmon. It's been a while, man. Oh, yeah. It's definitely been a while. And uh, this has been a, a long time coming, so... I'm excited. So, um, yeah, yeah um, how you been? Talk to us, man. 
Oh, you know, living the dream. Everything's going good here in Connecticut. Uh, shitty weather as always, but that's New England for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Illinois is full of it too. We're probably going to get another snow, Jake. It'll happen. Yeah, the weather here is nuts. Like basically for the last four weeks, every other week it's either snowing or sixty degrees out. Yeah, that's how it's been up here as well, and it just throws everything off. Yeah, the sinuses are all messed up from all the weather shifts all the time. It's terrible around here. Oh, it's horrible. So recently I was listening to uh, our uh, companion pod, the Leftover Army podcast, and uh, you were on there. You were on the Ladies of the Leftover Army episode with uh, Rebecca Daling. That's right. I was the first gentleman guest on uh, the Ladies of the Leftover Army. That's right. And it was one of the best times I've ever had recording. Dude, you were talking about one of my favorite movies from last year, The Edge of Seventeen, man. That was a great fucking movie, dude. Such a fantastic movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Woody Harrelson was fantastic in that. What's the girl from True Grit? What's her name? The the lead in that movie in uh, Edge of Seventeen. I'm Googling. Oh, I thought Harmon would know, like, off the top of his head. Did we lose Harmon? Did we lose Harmon? <laughs> no, no, Jacob Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. You're on the edge of, edge of your seat. I actually listened to the first uh, five minutes of that podcast myself, even though I haven't seen the movie, just because I can't stand a cliffhanger. And they were advertising the surprise guest that you wouldn't believe, so I had to check it out. Yeah, hold on. He's uh, Harmon just lost all audio. <laughs> so let's, you know what? Let's take a quick pause, and we're going to get him back. Power up them Zords. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're back. Technical difficulties are now taken care of. You'll have that. You'll have that on this show. You know, I mean, we're in Illinois and you're in Connecticut. You still there, Harmon? It just it adds <laughs> to the character of the show. Yes, it gives it flavor. So let's talk about the show real quick. You know, not necessarily this show, but, you know, one of my, I don't know. I, I hate, you know what? One of my pet peeves is I hate pet peeves. I hate that fucking word. <laughs> pet peeves. <laughs> Shut the fuck off with your pet peeves. I don't care about your fucking pet peeves. Don't, yeah, I hate that fucking word. But here, anyway. Yeah, can't we shorten that word? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to say. I know. Pet peeves. I want to ha- I actually, my next cat, I'm going to name him Peeve. And it's, I'm going <laughs> to, it's my pet peeve. Anyway, um. Yeah. There's a Harry Potter ghost that's named Peeves. Yeah, Peeves the Poltergeist. Yeah, he was cut out of all the movies, but pretty major in the books. Okay, this week's Nerd of the Moment Week is brought to you by <laughs> Jacob and Jake. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right, you guys, after this after this recording, go ram some fucking pussy. Um, let's see here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, like, you ever listen to, like, podcasts and, like, they just get started and they're like, oh, hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, you guys are, you guys are in for a great episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hear that all the time. I hate that shit. Yeah. No, they they don't know, right? They don't, exactly. They don't fucking know. Don't call it great. I mean, because, like, you're setting yourself up for failure, you know? That's why I come out of the gate and I'm like, this show sucks, you know? Because I don't want to. This one might be okay. Don't stop it. No, it won't. It's already starting off horrible. We got Harmon going off into cyberspace. We're losing him half the fucking time. (laughs) This episode's, this episode is a trash pile, Jake. Oh, no, I don't know. Got me, got me talking about Peeve and you guys talking about Harry Potter and what the fuck? Where are we going? What's going on? (laughs) It's the beginning. This is what we're supposed to do at the beginning. (laughs) 
The beginnings all for rambling. I know. I just don't like it when I listen to podcasts and they're like, you're in for a great episode. I'm like, oh, you know what? Put your ego aside. You know, slow your roll. Jesus. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I really ever hear that too much, to be honest with you, but I don't listen to too many podcasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I listen to a bunch of podcasts, and I hear it all the time. Yeah. And then when they do have a shitty episode, it's a major letdown. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, because <laughs> you, you guys don't let me down like that. Well, no. See, exactly. We're, we, <laughs> we come right out of the gate and let you know it's going to suck from the get. See, that's the thing. It's like... I, I think they got a little too much confidence. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's on their vision board for that day. Great show. We're going to have a great show. It's on my vision board. But I don't know. I'm, I'm de- have any of us ever said it? Now I'm curious. I, maybe in the we, early maybe in the early days I used to say, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen. We need a pop culture leftovers historian to get us a timestamp of yeah. one of us saying – we got a great episode coming. I bet. Up I bet. I bet it would be you. I bet it's you. <laughs> I bet it would be too. I bet it would. Yeah. I bet you're. I bet one of the early episodes you are like, man, this is going to be a great episode. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds yeah. very me. Yeah. Hey, uh, Harmon, are you watching? Uh, I've been wanting to ask you this. Um, yeah, but I listened to you on uh, anyway. I listened to you on the uh, Leftover Army podcast with Rebecca, and that was a lot of fun. So. Um, yeah, that's a fantastic movie. So it was fun hearing you talk about it. Cause like, it's fucked up. Cause like, when I watch certain movies like that, I actually think to myself, and I've never met you in person, I think to myself, Jacob Harmon would like this. Okay, so you wanna hear something equally as fucked up? What's that? Sometimes when I'm listening to, rev- to you review a movie, yeah. I'm like, man, Brian's gonna say, you know, I think Harmon would like this movie. <laughs> and most of the time you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though, man. It's so true. You have, like, the Harmon stamp of approval that you give out to the movies. You know, who you needs know, that Rotten Tomato stamp on the box? You need the, the Harmon seal of approval. You know, one of, my, Harman approved. one of my favorite parts in that Edge of Seventeen movie was when she was in the in the car with her dad, and the, and the music came on. Oh, you were singing Billy Joel? Oh, God, I, 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 love, so good. I love Billy uh, Joel. What, what Billy Joel song? It was, uh, uh, oh, God, what's that song? I can't think uh, of it now. To the tip of my tongue. Uh, I've been really thinking about seeing know. him. He's gonna be at he's gonna be at Wrigley Field this summer. Oh really? See, I, I grew up on Billy Joel. I love yeah. Billy Joel. Like Yeah, I love him too. Yeah. That's uh, the soundtrack of my fucking youth right there is Billy Joel. <laughs> but uh yeah, anyway, um hey, uh Harmon, are you watching Riverdale? Not yet. Oh. It's definitely on my list because it sounds like it's right down my alley. Okay. Can I blow your dick off, sir? Go ahead. Guess who's joining the cast? Who? Molly Ringwald. Fuck wow. no. Are you serious? I am 100% dead serious, dude. I just read it yesterday. Molly Ringwald is going to be playing Archie's mother on Riverdale. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. They've gone this long without ever showing his mom? Yes. Yes. And it's – This season is absolutely fantastic. There wasn't an episode last week, so I've been like fiending for a new episode. But man, it's been this. It's great, man. Uh, And I got the Riverdale comic. It's like a one shot, and apparently there's clues in that to who killed Jason Blossom in it. And I don't know. Yeah, dude, I'm all in. I am all in. That's awesome. The comic with the clues. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. Hey, um, guys. You know, I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings, and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, they've been wanting to bring back. I'm, I'm sure, like, Warner is it? No, it's New Line Cinema that did it. Yeah, isn't that who are they connected with? Though? Yeah, they're connected I'm with somebody. Farting. 
Yeah. I should know. They're part of someone big. Keep talking. Yeah, anyway. So, like, you know, I'm sure they're wanting to find a way to bring back, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings and do something new with it. I mean, we're seeing Game of Thrones already talking about doing a spinoff. I think that the like, New Line Cinema and uh, the Tolkien family should get together with the CW. And s- instead of having, like, Riverdale, they could have Rivendale. And it could be, like, Elf. <laughs> Wouldn't that be I amazing? Like I like it. I like it. Yeah. The, all the like Archie like archetypes, but with the different like fantasy characters. Right. Well, right. oh, I'm totally sold on this concept. You could have all the, the adolescent hobbits and elves and shit going through their teenage equivalent years. Yeah, but it can be like during our time too. And we could like, but they're like living out in the woods and shit in Rivendell. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, like, not only, you know, but they're, like, going to high school. You know, they got fucking Snapchat. They're, you know, they're fucking tweeting each other and shit. You know, they're cyberbullying. I mean, <laughs> they can have a lot of fun Sauron's with it. just an asshole on Twitter. Oh. Jake, when you... Yeah, the all-seeing eye of Twitter. Jake, when you move around, it, you, there's, like, there's, like, this sound in the background. And it sounds like, uh, what's that, what's that fucking instrument where, where you shake the little cymbals? Like the monkey? Not not a maraca. (laughs) It kind of sounds like a maraca. What's that thing? What's that? What's what? The the most untalented uh, partridge member? Oh, the tambourine. The tambourine. (laughs) It sounds like you're back there shaking the tambourine, Jake. Oh really? I'm sorry. (laughs) It sounds like it right now. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Oh man! Uh, Did one of the partridge family shake a tambourine? Here, let me go shut this fan off. Let me see if that's what it is. <laughs> I don't have the uh, Partridge Family facts. Yeah, I don't even. What did Danny Bonaducci play? Probably the I, tambourine. I, <laughs> New Line Cinema be the is next owned by Warner instrument. Brothers, by the way. Okay, I, 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 that's, I was going to say Warner Brothers at the beginning. I started to say it, then I cut myself off. All right, this episode. Fuck this episode. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, this episode's bad. It's horrible. Oh, my God. Could it get any worse? Anyway, moving on into uh, some iTunes reviews for this week. So let me play that stupid bumper, and then we're going to get this show on the road. It's one star This week in iTunes reviews, the first iTunes review comes from Wilderness John. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a while since we've heard from Wilderness John. Wilderness John, uh, it's titled My Favorite Podcast. And it reads, this is my favorite podcast. (laughs) That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. He's a man of of, uh, few words for his iTunes review. Classic Wilderness John. That's Cl- awesome. Classic Wilderness you know, I, John. I think there are some uh, some people who email in who could take a lesson from Wilderness John. Oh, no <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> Fucking yeah, including yourself, Harmon. Uh, Only once in a while. Harmon's not that bad. <laughs> Every once in a while, Harmon will send me two. But they're never too long. Like, fucking uh, Sturdivant and Hohola. Jesus Christ, blow my brains out. Um, Jeez. You're asking for trouble saying that. I know. I know. No, I won't read them. I'll put my fucking foot down. I don't care. Um, Do you know fucking Sturdivant sent that exact same email, that Logan email that he sent us? He sent the exact same email over to the Supercast. 
I, I caught that on Twitter. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Vitaly was like, no, we're not reading that left that secondhand bullshit. So I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, Talk the, about leftovers. Yeah. No. <laughs> we lost Armit again. <laughs> All right. He's going to move to a different computer. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yeah, Harmon, thank you, man. This has been a like a seamless, streamless process with you. You know, I figured you guys are probably getting tired of talking with me, so I'm just giving you breaks every like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, I try. You know. Uh, so thank you, Wilderness John, for the five star review on iTunes. Uh, next one comes from Jack's complete lack of surprise, which is definitely a Fight Club reference. Um. And it's titled Offspring Bumper Time, and it reads – I just lost it. Here we go. Uh, the iTunes review bumper is really good. It's worth it to leave a review just so they play the bumper. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Nice. Did we play the bumper? I can't hear. Yeah, I played it. Oh, that, that's what that, that long pause before I went into the iTunes review. That's what that was all about, Jake. <laughs> oh, I thought we were just doing like a Zen moment or something. No, no. Hey, everybody visit your mental Zen garden. Okay, we'll be back in 20 seconds. Um, okay, this next one comes from New and Old, and it's titled Super Entertaining. And I swear I did not write this one. Uh, after the, <laughs> I swear to you, I didn't write it. After the movie Logan, I was looking forward to listening to some insightful, interesting commentary on the movie to try to prolong my experience. That's when I found this podcast. While most of the people on the podcast are neither insightful or interesting, the host is. The sound bites threw me off at first, and I wondered what I got myself into. Now, after listening to many more episodes, I love everything about the show. Actually, only the host and talk or sing along to every soundbite in the show. No, but for real, give the show a listen if you like unadvertised content. So that comes from new and old. I'm Jake. I don't know. I don't know how to take. Is he considering me the host? I would think so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you give us five stars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not used to the compliments. Usually it's like, uh, I love the show. Uh, Les Bryan, off mic producer, please. You know, it's, so I'm, I'm not, did we lose Harmon again? Nope, I'm here. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, he's still here. <laughs> oh, it feels good. No, but yeah, I'm not used to the compliments, Jake. I'm not used to getting, you know, I'm not used to somebody calling me pretty, you know? Yeah, jeez. And they had to insult the rest of us, too. So Yeah, you're you're not insightful or interesting, Jake, apparently. <laughs> well, like, no, like, come on. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't like it when people fucking rank us and shit. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Don't do that shit. You know, I actually got an email, I'd say, I don't know, three, four months ago, and somebody ranked us. And uh, they were begging Another me. Another one? No, th- no, this was like three, four months ago. Okay. I don't know if I told you about this one. Somebody ranked us. And they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, please read this on the show. Please. They thought it was all cute and funny and shit. And 
they ranked us, so he went on down the line. Ah, here's my favorite, and they, and you're my least favorite. I don't like it when you get angry and go off your tangents and shit, and you're a fucking asshole, and ah, you know. And, then, and so it's like, I fucking, I responded. I'm like, ah, oh, listen, if I were to rank my listeners, you're my least fucking favorite. So, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know. I don't, they don't rank us, people. Like, it can't, I can't do the podcast by myself. You know, neither could Jake. I mean, if we got on here and started just talking to ourselves, that that's a goddamn awful podcast. I got to have Jake. You're my right-hand man. Yeah, exactly. What's the point in getting on here and just talking by yourself? Too? Like the whole fun of this is getting to talk to you guys. Yeah, and the third of the time we get to talk to Harmon when we're not dropping him. You know, that's <laughs> that's the fun shit, you know? You know, in my opinion, you guys are all Tupperwares. Oh. oh wow! You know what? <laughs> you got a picture of my ass in your fucking uh, wallet, so you can kiss it, Harmon. Jesus! Damn right I do. <laughs> my, oh, good answer. I'd have tracked down an old girlfriend to get it from her, but I got it. I used to work with a guy that had the uh, fucking. <laughs> He had a trading card of Kelly Kapowski in his wallet from, <laughs> from Saved by the Bell. It was the yeah. coolest thing I ever saw, man. He had it in his that wallet. Awesome. He had it in there for like 20 years. And <laughs> it had like all of her favorite things on the back of the card. It was great. <laughs> Hair dryers. Yeah. Kelly likes ice cream, you know. Yeah. Uh, you remember Kelly's dad being a deadbeat on that show? That guy always fucking lost his job and shit all the time. Yes. That's horrible. Anyway, uh, let's see here. We're going to move on into good. I hate this episode. I fucking hate it. I. F- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. I agree. It's pretty you got, bad. You got Harmon bouncing it's all It's pretty shitty. Place. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you, got, you got iTunes reviews insulting everybody. Then <laughs> you got, oh, yeah, it's bad. Oh, I, just, I don't like it. It's weird. Play a bumper so the show can be good for 10 seconds. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play the good pop, bad pop bumper. All right, here we go. All right, we're going to really succeed here. Here we go. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things of the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. So, hey, Jake, me and you. Those bumpers were awesome, dude. Five stars. Fantastic. Five stars. Uh, Jake, we're going to start off talking about uh, a new movie that just hit theaters this week, Life. Yes. Jake the Jill- Venom prequel. <laughs> the Venom prequel, Life. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Life. Uh, it stars uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Who else is in this bad boy? Uh, the guy from uh, Rogue One. Um What? what? Somebody um, from Rogue One in here. Wasn't that Riz Ahmed? <laughs> Was it? <laughs> this episode is so good. It's so <laughs> this good. This episode's the worst. <laughs> Riz, Riz Ahmed. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, we got. Oh, dude, dude, dude. It's got Rebecca Ferguson in it. I knew it had her in it. I love her. She was uh, she was fantastic in Mission Impossible Five. Um, 
As you, I know, I'm crazy. It's got, uh, uh, it does not have Riz Ahmed in it. Um, my my apologies. <laughs> Apologize to Riz. Yeah, he should have got that gig. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, <laughs> God damn it, this episode. Um, who is this directed by? Uh, it's directed by uh, uh, Daniel Espinoza. It's written by our Deadpool writers, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. And uh, man, uh, let's let's talk about this one, Jake. I I, I want to hear your thoughts on life. It's a it's a horror sci-fi thriller. Um, you know, everybody's been calling it the Venom prequel. It's about a team of scientists aboard the International Space Station discover a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on Mars and now threatens the crew and all life on Earth. Jake, talk to me about life. What'd you think? Yeah, dude, I hated this movie. This movie was garbage to me. I'm really interested to see what you thought, but yeah. I thought it. Like it was never really, it never really succeeded as like a horror sci-fi movie. And it really seemed to just kind of move along with no actual like point of view of anything. And mm. it was just like one trope after another kind of, yeah. and it kind of drove me crazy. And like, I, I honestly, like I thought some of the cinematography was pretty good and I was going to low taste this. And then the ending made me want to punch myself. And I'm just like, I'm tossing that. Yeah. So toss it for you. Yeah, I toss yeah. it. Yeah. The biggest toss it of the year for me. Worst yeah. movie I've seen all year in the theater. I'm not going to go that far. I am. I, I'm going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it a low taste. I, 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 I enjoyed the first third of the movie. The first third of the movie was the best part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, and that's why I'm giving it a low taste it because I, I felt like there was potential here. And the further the movie got going and when they started to give us those action scenes towards the middle and then at the end, that's when I kind of like checked out of this one, man. I was just like, ugh, it was, it was a rough watch. I, I was really hoping for kind of like a uh, a new – a new alien franchise that we could kind of like, you know, get aboard and like, oh, wow, are they really going to set off something new? You know, like I loved Arrival last year. That was fantastic. That was a great movie about aliens. And like this was yeah. just not good. And Event yeah. Horizon is another good one. Yeah, yes, I, I yes. love a good um, space horror movie. And right. this was it was so you were always like three steps ahead of this movie. Yeah, it was so stupid. Like the things on his finger and it's like, do -de do -de do what's it going to do? Like it's almost like um. People that have the dumb scientist complaints mm -hmm. about Prometheus, yeah, yeah, I thought were like ten times in this movie. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't really care for the sentient starfish either. No, yeah, I, the creature itself was kind of stupid. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Patrick has got a, uh, a scalpel. He's gonna kill every <laughs> kill everybody. This is stupid. Um, There's a scene where it's like. They're closing air vents, and it's running to each one, and yeah. the air vent is closing just in time before it can get in. It looked like but a cartoon. It manages, yeah, it looked like a cartoon, but it manages to get in the last air vent right before they can close it. Right. And you're just like, ugh. Yeah. There, there was a time where I was like, man, this movie could be really scary, you know? And it started off, you know, with, like, Ryan Reynolds' character and things like that. I was like, oh, wow, this is... This is good. I, I I loved Ryan Reynolds in this. I thought he was fantastic. Up um, until the big first shock of the movie, it was it was very interesting. I was probably right. at like a high taste it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Honestly, I really was. Mm -hmm. Up until and after the first big shock, I was probably at like a high taste it. 
Yeah. And then from there, it just like plummeted to the ground. This honestly, this is like, in my opinion, this is, and I don't, I don't know what other people are thinking about this movie. I know the critics, it's, 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 it's a fresh rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes, which, which I disagree with. I, I don't think it's fresh, but you know, I don't, I think this is like a B movie with A list actors, really, when you think about it. And, and, and I mean, the writers, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick are fantastic, but they're, I don't know, there's just, this movie just did not hit for me, dude. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it did not hit at all. Jake Gyllenhaal's character was really annoying to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just want to be out in space, because I like space better than Earth. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to, he sounds like he's, he's suffering, he's still suffering from some form of, like, PTSD or something from being, you know, in the war. Because that's what they established, that he was military, correct? Okay, okay. Maybe that's it. But But no, 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 Jake, Jake, that's my problem. It's like, how did this guy get into the NASA program? Yeah, exactly. You think he would have uh, failed a few of the uh, tests. Some of the psychiatric evaluation should have had this guy not going up into outer space. He can't handle it, man. But then, like, the whole, like revelation of that just makes it painfully clear how things are going to like go with the story right like it's just one of the they're like hitting you over the head yeah with like what this guy's gonna decide to do yeah so and the whole movie's like that i mean i i i loved i love there's like four actors in this that i absolutely love jake gyllenhaal rebecca ferguson ryan reynolds and uh hiro yuki sonata i think all four of them are just fantastic actors and this movie just misses on so many levels I don't know. I I don't understand how it got a fresh rating, dude. Yeah, I don't either. I'm I'm I can't believe this isn't getting raked over the coals because this is really cheesy, stupid. Well, I mean, if, if it's okay, number one, it's tagged as a horror movie, right? Horror is the first. It's, a, it's supposed to be a horror movie, and it, I was not scared. No, no, no. I was a little uncomfortable during the first big shock scene. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Me too. I thought the special. I, don't like, I thought the, I don't like seeing things shoved down throats. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. I thought the special effect of the actual virus or the life form or whatever. I thought that looked pretty awful too. Yeah, like yeah. What, nothing. I mean, it turned into like Audrey too there for a moment, right? Yeah, like yeah, the face. Audrey too is awesome. Oh, Audrey too is amazing. But yeah, this is. I don't know. It just looked like a swimming Venus flytrap. <laughs> Yeah, there was nothing cool. Like, there's, yeah. there's nothing you want, like, a poster of or an action figure of or anything. Mm-mm. Like, the, it, it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that, and like I said, they really didn't, like, they bill it as a horror movie, and that's the correct way to bill it, I guess. Because yeah. they never really go into any of the science fiction side of anything. Like, right. that's one thing that really bothered me about this movie is it didn't really seem to have, like, any observations about anything it was trying to like do, you it's, know? No, it, this is this is this movie is a hard movie to talk about because it's so uninteresting. That, that, yeah, and it, that's yeah. It was called life, but it like had no life. Like it didn't even it didn't really seem to care right. about like the whole new life thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's all thrown out the window when they tried to go alien with this. And see, yeah. and, w- and when you stack it up against Alien with Sigourney Weaver and you know. This movie, it, it, it can't even compare to that film. It, it, it's, oh, it's just, it's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah, and it's shockingly very, very close to the, uh, 
original Ridley Scott alien formula mm-hmm. too, which right. you're completely right. It's kind right. of off putting because you can't really stack it up next to it. Why did, I mean, I, I understand they're trying to kill this thing. Why didn't anybody just fucking like, are there no knives on that? I, nothing to cut it with. Nobody tried to cut it or stab it or anything, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird. They tried to, the flamethrower stuff was really stupid too. Yeah. It was like, yeah, they spent like it was like three to four minutes of just flamethrowing right. from right. compartment to compartment. Yeah, that's when I knew it wasn't venom. By the way, I was like, oh, it's it doesn't seem to be immune to that fire. Right. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, like, could this movie redeem itself at the very end if we get the venom reveal? Could it could it redeem itself in any way, shape, or form? And um, I was hoping it wouldn't be at that point. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. The ending was so dumb. I, I don't think we should probably talk about it. I no, guess. I mean, I not. would talk about it because I don't really. No, I, I don't want to spoil it for people because I mean, I'm sure that there are going to be people that 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 still want to see this in the theaters, no matter what we say, because you know this is their genre. They want to see horror. They want to see sci-fi. I, I would recommend if you have to see this, not to spend your hard-earned money on it, um, see something else, and then wait for this one to come out on Redbox. If you feel like you have to see it, it I just don't. I don't know. I just don't think it's a smart film. And when I, when I go to a movie. Oh, it's real dumb. Right. When I go, I think it's like a B movie. Like this could be on sci-fi channel. I honestly feel like. This I, could, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. This could be on sci-fi channel with a lower budget and with like, I don't know, Z-list actors and it's yeah. the same film. It's, it's unfortunate that, you know, they got such great talent. You know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That they got this cast. I don't know. And I'm hoping that this doesn't sink Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, but I, I don't, I don't think it's making a ton of money in the box office, but it got a fresh rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes, so. Yeah, that's crazy. I was thinking that it had a lot of, a lot in common with King Kong that way too. It's yeah. like the last couple movies I've seen I've really not liked, but both have been filled with just like great actors. Harmon, did you have any interest in seeing, uh, life? You know, from seeing the trailers, I could tell it wasn't going to be my type of movie anyway. Yeah. So I, I hadn't planned on it. And after hearing your review, the only part that sounds interesting was Audrey 2. So I'm just going to go watch Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> instead because I know I'll have a good time. Yeah, there you go, man. It's so a... just after hearing just after hearing Brian's review, just like that iTunes reviewer, Harmon. <laughs> oh, shut exactly. the fuck up, Jake. <laughs> Come on. God damn it. Jesus. Jesus. I slave over these episodes every week. People don't understand like how many hours I put in every week fucking, you know, putting this news in together for you. And then the only emails I get are, fuck you, Brian, you're a piece of shit. And all you do is yell at people. It's like, it's like, come on. That's what friends do. We bust each other's balls, you know? And it's like, fuck Do we get that kind of shit still these days? Every once in a while. Every great once in a while. I still hear it. Fuck them. Hey. Fuck them. Ain't going to change a goddamn thing on this show. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hey, I, question for you. Since this movie, it doesn't stack up against Alien or Aliens or any of the Alien franchise. I, 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 I honestly would watch Alien Resurrection again before I would watch this. Oh, um, for sure. My question to you is, like, what are the things in the Alien? Hey, Harmon, are you a big fan of Alien? that franchise oh, absolutely it's a fantastic franchise okay my big question to you guys are we ever going to see are we ever going to see like they've always teased it in the alien films 
you know, this is how bad this movie is, Jake. This fucking life movie is so bad that I'm going to talk about a better movie franchise off the cuff right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I fuck life. You know what I mean? I've said it was that. The wor- I, it was the worst. I can't wait to talk about that ending like a month after it's out on. <laughs> DVD. Because, I, I've said fuck life before, but not about this movie. But anyway, moving on. I, I want to talk Alien. Are they ever going to like? They've teased it for years, and I, we're, they're going in like a different direction with like the Prometheus, with the Covenant, with the Awakening. They're going in a different direction. We're kind of getting prequels and you know and sequels to to those films. Are we ever going to get to the point where it's post Ripley, and we get Aliens? You know, like, what have they been doing? What have they been doing this entire time? They've been trying to keep the aliens from getting onto Earth, right? But, but of course, yeah. you got this big corporation that wants the aliens on Earth to, because they want to study them. They want to use them as a weapon. Uh, you know, they want to use it for science. Now, are we ever going to get that movie? And would you be interested in seeing a movie where the aliens actually do make it onto Earth? And we've got aliens on planet Earth. And I'm talking like, you know, we could have a scene like we could have a scene like aliens walking out of the fucking woods and shit like that. I mean, are we- you want like you want like an alien disaster movie, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know. I don't want it to go like fucking zombie, though, Jake. That's the thing. I don't want it to feel like it's just like, OK, zombie movie replaced with uh, uh, minus the zombies, just insert aliens. I don't want that. That's- <laughs> You're talking about falling skies. <laughs> Well, Falling Skies, it fell off towards the end of that run of that series. But that's the big thing. Like, You know what I mean? That's always been kind of like an overarching thing that they've been talking about. Like, you know, they, they've yeah, always – Yeah, that's the whole, that's the whole right. danger. Like, yeah. That, that's exactly what Ripley like is like trying to prevent exactly. all the movies. Like, like I don't yeah, – yeah, I don't have a problem with the direction that they're going in now. I, I really don't, Jake. Like, I want to see Ridley Scott do his fucking alien stories and finish it the way he wants to. But on the flip side, I'm, like, wondering, like, will we ever get to see that movie where they are on Earth? Yeah, hard saying, hard saying. And they could easily reboot the whole thing yeah. before we get to making movies like that again. Right. I think this, uh, what's the last newest one called? Covenant? Covenant, Yeah. I think it really looks like a classic alien movie. Like the whole setup just seems like like way more than Prometheus. This seems to be like we're trying to recreate the alien formula. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully it's not like life where it's like it's so close to trying to kind of do the same thing that you're just like, eh. See, that's I I want I want a new generation of, uh, you know, of uh Kids watching this growing up now, you know, guys in their teens and shit like that, and girls in their teens, to watch this new Alien Covenant, you know, when their parents fucking go to bed, just like I did when I was a kid, you know, mom and dad go mm-hmm. to mom and dad go to bed, and I fucking, you know, uh, you know, we didn't have parental controls back in the day, so like I could just watch HBO whenever the fuck I wanted to, and just get on HBO, get on Showtime, and watch Covenant, and just be scared. Because that's that's what Alien was, man. Alien was that horror alien. It was it was like you're in close proximity of an alien. Like I loved it in Aliens when they're fucking looking like like at their tracker and you could see like all the aliens moving and they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're the getting best. closer. And man, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. I want to be scared again. So if you know, that's where life failed, I was not scared by this monster, this alien, and that's where I want Covenant to succeed. I, I want to be scared again. Such a hard thing to hold it against, though, because, I mean, to me, Aliens is probably the biggest white-knuckle thriller there is. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. So, but I'm saying like it's you, definitely a, a fine line to walk, trying to make sure that there's still because it, it needs to be a horror movie first, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I want to be scared by it. Well, that's and the difference between. You Ali- have to have action too, but it's yeah. it's a fine line to walk. That's the difference between Alien and Aliens. You know, you had the Alien was an a, uh, a horror movie, and then you went into Aliens, and it was more of like your action genre because you had James Cameron stepping in and doing the directorial duties. But right. um, I, I think the um, this this is the same subject, but kind of another direction. I think the uh, CG makes it harder to be scary too honestly like i it's still like not quite good enough where you're as scared by it as you were by the stuff like by seeing the the real egg fucking open well why can't they have a why can't they have a uh fucking uh practical effects renaissance here you know fucking star wars the force awakens did and in a lot of aspects why can't they do that here jake yeah, it, but from the trailer. I know. Why do like, you no? But why on. do you got to flex that CGI muscle, dick? You know what I mean? Yeah, it just looks a little bit too CGI yeah. fantastical for it to ever get really scary. At least that's the take I got from the trailer. Yeah. Like I'm still excited to see it, and I hope yeah. it's good. Yeah, but it didn't look like it was going to be dark, you know, atmospheric, scary. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've made some really good choices with Alien Covenant. I think that uh, casting Danny McBride in this to be, be kind of like the, um, you know, kind of kind of funny in certain situations because, you know, a lot of people like I don't understand like you know I don't think everything has to be like a Christopher Nolan film where where um, characters I agree. react a certain way and there there are there are people that react with humor and i i'm actually i'm one of those people like where where something horrible can happen and like sarcasm and humor is kind of like my security blanket at times you know even in the worst of times you know yeah and, i'm the same way a yeah. lot of times i'm laughing before i'm crying there you go i am yeah. um, i think it's a, it was also as much as i love damon lindelof I, I think it was probably a good idea to move on from him too i i Yes and no. Damon Lindelof, in my opinion, was not the problem in Prometheus. I, I think it was it was the Damon Lindelof wrote a great script, and it was it was actually after the fact. The changes that were made were by Ridley Scott. The changes that were made in that film were made by Ridley Scott. I think Damon Lindelof did it did a great job with Prometheus. So yeah, I, I won't. I'm not disputing that, but I, I still think it'll work better with you know. Yeah. One one vision this time rather than one movie being wrote and then kind of, you know, a rewrite like that happening. Did we lose Harmon? You still with us, Chief? I'm still with you. Right on, man. Hey, Harmon, uh, let's move on. I know I, you're chomping at the bit and I'm, I'm dying to hear what you thought of uh, Power Rangers. So, yeah, you know what? We're going to dedicate the rest of this time to talk about not the rest of the episode, but we're going to we're going to talk about Power Rangers. It came out this weekend. So, Harmon, I'm going to I'm going to kick it off to you, sir. Uh talk to me about Power Rangers. Like I know you're a huge Power Rangers fan. Like, well, you, you grew up watching this stuff. Like for me and Jake, like it was a little bit past our time. We were in our, you know, te- mid-teens and we kind of like we we're I think, like, for me, I was just a little too old to watch a live-action kind of, like, kung fu show with, you know, guys right. wearing, like, you know, motorcycle helmets and spandex. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't my thing. So I'm, I'm – I'm, the thing is I, I'm wanting to hear if you're critical or if you praise it because of the attachment that you had from a child. Because I, I know that, like, franchises that you grow up with – like, for me, it was Transformers. Like, I loved Transformers. Like, that was my jam. And so when Michael Bay took over the franchise and he's done what he's done with it, 
you know, it hurts me. It hurts my soul a little bit. And so I'm interested to hear from a fan, like a real diehard fan, what did you think about Power Rangers? You know, when I was growing up, I was the kid who had the Red Ranger costume for Halloween. I was the kid that made got made fun of for liking Power Rangers in middle school. And I've spent, I don't know how much of money I've spent as an adult on high-end Power Ranger collectibles. I love this franchise. And I fucking Tupperware this movie. It was <laughs> everything. I went in with, like, very low expectations. Yeah. And I was so pleasantly surprised. It it referenced, right off the bat, it referenced the Zeo crystals, which is a big piece of Power Rangers lore. Uh, it, it referenced so much from the show. And it still gave us something that was new and I thought was thoroughly enjoyable mm. as an adult. I was gonna ask you about you... I was gonna ask you about Zeo crystals because that came up and I was like, is that is this something new or is this something like yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah, the uh the second generation of Power Rangers was called Power Ranger Zeo. And it was this huge, like I'd say probably 10 or 15 episode arc where they had to find the Zeo crystals to get their new powers. Mm -hmm. And I knew when they referenced that right off the bat, I was like, okay, this movie is, is definitely paying homage to some of the classic stuff. And that meant a lot to me as a fan. Jake, what were you going to ask Harmon? Why did you go in with such low expectations? Were you not pleased by the trailers? I only watched, I think the first two trailers and I was, I enjoyed them, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of issues with this movie from the get go. They went through a whole bunch of directors. Uh, the only thing that was remotely consistent was that Brian Cranston was going to be Zordon. Mm. Um, so, despite all the filming issues, I was, and you have to be with Power Rangers. Like the show has been a major letdown for the past few seasons. I don't. I hardly even watch it anymore because it's just it's filled with fart jokes and stupid kid shit. Mm. And I I saw that it had that PG thirteen rating, which is something I really wanted and I thought was important because they had they had a pretty big goal that they had to meet. They had to bring in new people. They had to bring in the old fans, and they had to really market this toward you know kind of like the modern day teenager. And I think they accomplished that. And I think that if any of any of the listeners who watch any of the CW shows, uh, there's definitely they nailed the relationships that teenagers have. They felt like real, authentic teenagers. So if you're into that CW stuff, I think this is going to be right down your alley. I, uh, yeah, I just I literally just got out of the theater watching this and. I, I, I'm so excited to hear what you think. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like I don't have like the history that you do. You know, I'm, Power Rangers came out, uh, I believe, in '93. I was 15 at the time, oh. and um, so I, I kind of like moved, kind of like that kind of stuff. I, I, I kind of moved on from it, you know. Um, and uh, I, I do remember watching it, you know, like when it premiered, and thinking to myself, "Oh my god, this Power Rangers shit is corny as hell." Like, you know, like it just wasn't my it thing. It definitely is. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing. Like had um, I been 15 and Transformers came out and I watched that, I would have been like, oh, my God, this is corny as hell. So it, it, you have to be at the right age and at the right time to really kind of appreciate it when it first came out. 
And um, going into this movie, I was not really looking forward to seeing it at all. Like, and um, <laughs> and you know, I, I thought that the trailers were kind of fun, and I, I liked to see. Like, I liked the trailers because I, I saw teenagers, you know, uh, gaining new powers and having fun with it. And I was like, wow, that I like that. I, I, I like it when uh, when 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 heroes get powers and they actually enjoy using them. Um, I don't like to see the story where they, they get these powers and they're like, oh man, why am I cursed with these powers? Oh, this sucks. I wish I could go back to being a regular schlub. And <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm watching Power Rangers going in, Harmon, I'm telling you, like, I, I, I was thinking like off the get, I was like, I, you know, critics gave it a 47% or whatever on iTunes, uh, not iTunes, um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, like, this is just not going to be good. Um, I, uh, it's, this movie surprised me. It really surprised me, uh, as far as like being like a movie made for, made for teenagers and young people and, 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 uh, me not being a Power Rangers fan at all in the slightest. This movie really surprised me, you know, with the, with the teenagers, with the kids that they cast in this and the relationships that they had with each other. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, it felt like these kids, Actually, they, this movie does a lot of setting up, man. Like a lot. Like they oh, it does a ton of setup. Yeah, it, I, I think it was pretty well deserved. Like it, it doesn't like just jump right into like, okay, um, we, we meet in detention, and now we get our fucking suits, and now we just fight Rita Repulsa. Like it's it's a process. <laughs> like we watch them train and. We actually not watch, not only just watch them train, we watch them get to know each other, like on a personal level. Like, and I'm not just saying that, like, I'm saying, like, we, you're really, like, with the, you're finding out about these characters as these characters are learning about each other. And it's right. like, this, it almost harkens back to a bit of the Breakfast Club. It really, no, this movie is, this movie is the Breakfast Club <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, I, I was kind of like laughing to myself at the beginning. I was just basically, I was thinking to myself, okay, so the moral lesson of this movie is if you're a fucking, uh, high school football star and you wreck a bunch of fucking cars and you're reckless that you can just get, you know, fucking powers from a Zord or whatever the hell. I was just like, (laughs) but, um, I, I Tupperware this movie. I, as far as, as far as, (laughs) <laughs> as far as you don't believe the smile I have on my face here in that like I, I can't believe Jake Jake I can't believe I'm saying this I really can't believe oh my god I know and you, you can think I'm out of my mind but but on the flip side like when I'm comparing this movie to like Michael Bay's Transformers there's like no heart in those films and this movie has a heart which is which is unreal like I know I know like for people my age are they're going to think I'm crazy for giving this movie a Tupperware because like this is past our time and anybody that's like in your late 30s or your uh, your 40s you're not going to understand my rating at all but this movie has a lot of heart and these kids really put on some great performances and they really pace themselves in this movie, it wasn't all just like, okay, now we're, we're just Power Rangers now and we're gonna fight Rita. It's, there's, I mean, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to this story. You really get to know these characters. And, um, I had, I had a lot of fun watching it. I, I'd say my least favorite part about it was certain scenes with Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. 
Really? There were times where she was terrifying, and then there was times where she was corny. But all in all, the kids were just great teenagers. They played teenagers fantastic. I loved Bill Hader as Alpha 5. Brian Cranston, he was really good as Zordon. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying <laughs> any of this. But I, Harmon, when, when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 2 comes out in theaters – I will go and see this movie because I really enjoyed this film. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun movie with heart. This is not a movie that I'm going to say like, this needs to win a, an, uh, an Oscar for special effects. And this, you know, and like, you know, yeah. Brian Cranston needs to win an Oscar for his performance as Zordon. <laughs> you know? Best supporting Zordon. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying that families, families, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, fathers can take their sons and mothers can take their daughters. You know, people that have grown up with Power Rangers that are fans and if they have children now, if they take them to the theater, they're going to have a great time. You know, I went there as a fucking, as a guy, as a guy who doesn't give a shit about these movies. And I could already tell, like, there's, there's something special here. This is... This is a fun franchise and, and they put a, there's a lot of heart in this fucking movie. And, 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 and these kids, we get a lot of them in high school. Like they're, they, and they're dealing with high school problems and they're dealing with, with, and, and, and I mean, you've got an LGBT character in this and she's dealing with that and her family's very strict. And you've got, you know, you've got the, you've got the high school jock that let down his father. You've got, I mean, there's all these different stories. Each character, they don't slack on him. You know, you've got, that's, the, real, that's really cool. Yeah. You've got, you've got the one character of Zach and like this kid, he's a goof off, but you find out that at home, his mother is sick and dying and he feeds her pills every night just to keep her alive and spend time with her and play chess. Like there's a fuck, there's heart in this fucking movie. It's not all about them just jumping into these giant guys damn robots and just beating the shit out of each other these are real fucking characters that they've fucking given some depth to and i tupperware this movie and i'm not fucking ashamed to say that and if you disagree with me that's fine but you know what i enjoyed this movie either way i tupperware the fuck out of the power rangers yeah i can't lie i would have rather seen it than life after the fact yeah yeah you would have had a better time Harmon, you're shocked talk to me i am i am in awe that I ever heard you say you would Tupperware anything Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand, like, because that original show was corny as hell. Yeah. And if you were, I mean, if you were, like I said, you know, 14, 15, it wasn't for you. But this movie is totally for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, if you just like a good action movie, there's plenty of awesome action. If you want a good character movie, like, the, the characters are a lot more rich and in-depth than i was expecting when i went into this yeah i mean you have a character who one of their plots is that like she sent a revenge nude i never thought i would say that about a power rangers movie yeah 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 you have one of the rangers is is straight up he says i'm on the spectrum it doesn't say if it's autism or asperger's and it doesn't shove it down your throat for the whole movie like hey i'm saying it again i'm on the spectrum it says it once and it establishes that part of his character, and that was Billy the Blue Ranger, and I really think that character was the the best of those five kids. Oh, I loved it's, I loved him. I loved Billy. Oh, he was so good. I really enjoyed that kid. And I didn't expect to love Billy when yeah. I went in seeing this. Yeah. And when I walked away, I was like, "Damn, that's 
he and uh, that actor's coming to my local convention, and I can't wait to meet him and shake yeah. his hand. Yeah, because he changed that character. What about was there? Hold on, Harmon. Was there a masturbation joke in this? Oh my god! Right in the beginning of the movie, they they talk about beating off a fucking cow. That and like that, that and, and straight up see a cow's dick. Like the guy yes. shows the flashlight because they're stealing a cow. That's the whole setup for the thing. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I just milked it, so it should be happy." It's like it's it's a bull. It doesn't what? have that many udders. What, but what about when Zordon said, "It's time for you to morph," and Zach. Oh. <laughs> And Zach oh, says, was, Zach was like, oh yeah, I only do that in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, like it, I was like, I cannot. more adult than I was expecting. Yes, I, I couldn't believe where they were going with this. But um, how did you feel about the representation of uh, Goldar in the film? Like I know, like for me, I don't give a shit, man. Like I, I would rather see what we saw here. A giant, you know, gold uh, monster tearing through the city uh, than the goofy beast-like looking thing that we saw in the, uh, you know, original Power Rangers. Show. Yeah. So yeah. how did you oh. think? Because I know that that was like a, like a big thing for Power Rangers fans. They're like, that's not my Goldar, motherfucker. So like, <laughs> like when you finally saw it, like how did you feel about that? Like did you feel like you needed to have the traditional relationship between Rita Repulsa and Goldar or were you fine with like the new uh take you know in the uh in the comic books that are out now for power rangers goldar's a total badass and you hear like his history yeah and as much as i love that and how he's this like dog-faced warrior with badass wings and all that the uh the movie version it served its purpose like it's it's a totally different goldar and it works for this movie so i'm okay with it yeah you know and the the whole uh, like there was another scene where Rita's robbing that that jewelry store. Yeah, she gets sh- a police officer shoots her right in the chest with a shotgun. <laughs> yes, and like I saw that, and I'm like, is is this really fucking Power Rangers? Like, what is this? And she gets up, and it was she was just a badass. Yeah, she, Rita killed multiple people. Yeah, like this is not something I was expecting, but it was so much fun. Yeah. And there was, uh, I will say, there was, like, my theater was pretty pretty empty. There was maybe 15 or 20 people. Uh, but up in front was, like, a maybe a five- or six-year-old kid. Yeah. And there was one of the really creepy Rita scenes. That kid screamed, and, like, his dad had to take him out. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she was, she was pretty creepy at the beginning, man. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. But uh, and the whole thing with her being the green ranger that's total new mythology for the franchise and i think it works really well okay yeah 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 um spoilers well it's i mean that's right at the beginning of the movie that's right at the beginning yeah yeah Yeah. um i'm trying to think like i i i really enjoyed like Part of, I, I felt like this movie was a combination of, you know, of course, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from the 90s, but they, they blended it well with, like, Breakfast Club and also Chronicle. I felt like there's a little bit of Chronicle in this as well, if you've seen that. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. A lot of them, like, learning their powers and stuff like that. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, I think, realistically, we only get 15 or 20 minutes 
of them actually in their suits doing the the fighting and all that shit. It's so true. It's so tr- I, it's, I I was right. blown away by that decision. I like Harmon, I can't believe that is ballsy. That is ballsy. Yeah, that is ballsy. When you go to see a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which I've never said that sentence in my entire life, when you go to see a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, you expect to see them probably 75% of the time in the suits. Right. And this movie yeah. is 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 an origin story true. It is true and true an origin story. Like 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 we don't get the suits until like like the the, the last like the third arc of the fucking movie. Oh yeah, it's right at the end. Yeah. And I think it makes it that much more powerful cuz mm-hmm. I don't want to give away what the the thing is that really makes them be able to morph. Yeah. But when that happens and they finally do, it's it's a lot more impactful than if it was just okay, I press this button on this thing and I have powers. Right. Yeah. This is a good movie. I'm I'm and that's that's one thing I want people to understand is like I get on here and I'll give you my honest review every time. Like I will talk shit about something so much. Like I will get on here and say, oh, X-Men Days of Future Past is going to be garbage. I'll say that for a fucking year. But when that movie came out, it was amazing. And I'm going to eat crow. And I'm going to eat crow on this one. Um, I, I thought that this movie at best could be a taste it. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, Brian, God, you come on, just give it a high taste that give it a high taste that. And I'm like, no, this movie's a Tupperware. Like this is this is a good movie for families to I, I would recommend a family, you know, if you have a family of like two, three, four kids, I would recommend like spending that extra money that month for entertainment and saying, let's go see Power Rangers as a family. Like this is a good movie to see with your children. I, I really feel like this is a good movie to see. I'm not just saying that. I think this is a good – I'm not saying – I'm not trying to stack this up against like last year's movie like Arrival. I'm not trying to stack this. I'm not trying to compare this to like even like Captain America Civil War and stuff like that. I'm just saying like as far as an introduction to the Power Rangers and an introduction to like these characters, they did great – they did really good character depth in – in presenting these characters. Like I know who these characters are now. Like I know who Zach is. I know who Billy is. I know, you know, who Kimberly is and Jason and Trini. I I know who these characters are now. And I didn't know that before. And I can't, is the, uh, is the PG 13 rating? Like it's not too bad for the younger set. Then it sounds like it's pretty wholesome. We almost got a motherfucker. Yeah. It was real close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Jake, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of the stuff that is adult goes over the kid's head. Yeah, like the, you said this is a shower joke. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't get that as a six-year-old or whatever. So, Well, Jake, come on. Let's go back and remember like – Oh, yeah. I know what I was watching when I was six. When I – well sure it was – Yeah, but even like Pee-wee's Playhouse – do you remember watching oh, Pee-wee's yeah. Playhouse oh, yeah. when you were a kid? Harmon, I don't know if you grew up and watched Pee-wee's Playhouse at all when you were a kid. Oh, man. Pee-wee Herman was the shit. Yeah. I loved that growing up. <laughs> now, like, the very first episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse, Jombie was, like, the genie, the head, you know? Yeah, Mecha-Lecha-Hi, Mecha-Hi-Ni-Ho. Mecha-Lecha-Hi, mecha Now, anyway, in the first episode, like, 
he had a special package delivered to him and <laughs> they dropped it off and Wee opened it up and it was Jombie's hands and Jombie was so excited and Wee gave him the hands and Jombie said, hey, could you shut the doors? There's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. <laughs> and it's, as, a, as a kid, when I watched that in 1985, I had I was I was a kid. I had no idea what he meant. You know, yeah, no. But as an adult, when I watched it twenty years later, after the fact, out of nostalgia, I was like, "Oh my god, that fucking genie's gonna jack himself off." <laughs> so it's one of those things where, like, I think like some of the jokes in Power Rangers are gonna go right over the kids' heads, man. It's gonna go right. Okay. It's gonna go right over their heads. They're not gonna have any idea what they're talking about. There was a uh, Die Hard. You were talking about the. Uh, what was the Die Hard reference? Oh, they yeah, they're, when they're finally in the Zord and Billy goes, yippee ki mother, and he stops himself. <laughs> yeah. But I was – there was that split second where I'm like, are we actually going to get that one fuck in a Power yeah. Rangers movie? Right, like, right. Yeah, you can – you can because you can, you can drop one F-bomb in a PG-13. Get one. And yeah, if that had sure been can. it, I would have been – Totally blown away. Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. Um, you know, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose a lot of street cred with this one, giving it a Tupperware. But you know what? Fuck off. Power Rangers is a good movie. It's a good movie for the family. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of heart in it. Harmon, man, like, I, I want you to. I, you know, I don't, I'm not ready to stop talking about this. Like, like it was so much fun. I mean, you you look at Brian Cranston. Which, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was in the original TV series in 93. Yeah, I heard about that. And Yeah, that's why the character of Billy, his last name is Cranston. And he was fantastic as Zordon. And the whole thing with him, right off in the beginning of the movie, he was leading a ranger team as the Red Ranger. And you see the Yellow Ranger die and give her power coin to him. And how he was responsible, essentially, for <laughs> causing the meteor to hit Earth that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, like, it, that gave a, a whole new level to his character instead of just being this floating head in a tube from some planet. Yeah. Like, he was, there was, it gave him some humanity. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in this, man. I, Jake, I know, I, I know, it's like, I, I know you think I'm fucking crazy right now. I don't think you're crazy. I thought you've explained yourself well. I okay. mean, if it's got character, it's got character, you it know? It really that's, does. My, that's my biggest complaint about Power Rangers is that it's just a bunch of flashy, bad special effect bullshit for half an hour and you're yeah. out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the TV show is definitely like, it is aimed for kids and it serves that purpose. But I really think that Pretty much anyone could go see this movie and you'd have a good time. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> like if if you watch this movie and you have a problem with it, um, I don't. I don't. I really don't know what your problem would be because I I think everybody can think back to themselves and find a little bit of themselves in every one of these characters. You know what I mean? As far as like oh. the teenage characters, there's like there, there's somebody that you can relate to in this. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Like I said earlier, I think the the characters are so authentic. Yes. And whether – you know, it, it's crazy to think that a Power Rangers movie is the first movie that has an openly gay superhero. Right. Like, yeah. I never thought I would see that from a Power Rangers movie. Right. Yeah. Good on Power Rangers. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and the Power Rangers has always from day one been about diversity. 
And, you know, in the 90s, like, having the diverse, the racially diverse cast was a big deal. And now, how far can they push the envelope? Well, Dude, they give us someone. The biggest you know, fucked up, gay. the biggest fucked up thing about, though, is the Power Rangers back in the fucking 90s was the fact oh, God. that the Black <laughs> Ranger was black, right? Yep. Hold and the on. Yellow Ranger was Asian. Are you fucking serious? I mean, I'm yeah. surprised that the fucking uh, the uh, LGBT fucking Ranger wasn't like rainbow colored in this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Man, I've sold some action figures. Now. <laughs> right. I will say this: the uh, the actor who played Zach in the the '93 show, yeah, he was originally the Blue Ranger. He chose to be black because he thought it looked cooler. Oh, did he? Okay. And the original Yellow Ranger was a Hispanic actress, and then they had, like, a, a conflict with contracts, so they had this new girl come in, and, like, five episodes into filming, they realized that the Black Ranger was black. Yeah. And it was like, well, we can't change it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they ad- they kind of, like, definitely addressed that in this movie, like, uh... Yes. They showed that in the trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it, it definitely it adds humor. Oh, uh, there is like a scene where uh when Alpha meets the Rangers, it's like, oh yeah, different colors, different kids, different colored kids, like, it, and it was like a little chuckle of a moment, you know. I it I, was uh I not only give this a Tupperware because I enjoyed it, but I also give it a Tupperware on rewatchability. This is a movie that I would probably if if I'm at home and it happens to be on HBO or Showtime or something, I would probably stop to watch this again. I I, I had a lot of fun with this. And I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm saying this, Jake. I know this sounds insane, and um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought that the, the portrayals of these teenage characters was done really well. And and no, um, I'm in on it. I won't make fun. I mean, like a, I said, I think I think you've really explained yourself well. It's a great message that all of these different teenagers from all of these different backgrounds they have problems with one another, and they don't like each other at all at first. And they find ways to overcome this, and they become these these fucking power rangers. <laughs> yeah. if, if only we all had swords, then all the right. problems could be stopped. I know. Now, now Brian, I want. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. What did you think of like their almost Iron Man type suits? Um, the suits. I was. I was actually. I was paying a lot of attention to the suits. Um, in that final battle, like they didn't have the masks on a lot. They 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 had their face exposed a lot. I noticed that much. But like, yeah, when they're in the cockpit, their yeah. their visor goes away. Do you know like, their their suits actually look like you know like you know like when you go to like the uh, bowling alley and you look at the yeah. bo- the bowling balls and the bowling <laughs> balls have like that kind of like tie dye bowling ball look. You know, yeah. It kind of kind of looks like a fancy. Their, their suits look like fancy bowling balls. <laughs> I, wow, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. Any good music in this movie at all? Covers. Uh, cover songs. Kanye West. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was okay. I I still think the original '95 movie had a better soundtrack. That, that I movie think it had like uh, they might soundtrack. be giants and yeah. But uh, this soundtrack was fine. They did. I mean, they did have the uh, Go Go Power Rangers for like ten seconds. Okay, so that scene where the Zords they finally get them and they're all running in formation. Yes, yes. That is a straight carbon copy from the show. And when that song started playing in that scene, I fucking lost it. I was like, <laughs> okay, this is it. This is what I came here for. Like, 
Oh, Sign man. me up again. I'm probably gonna go see it for a second time tomorrow. And oh, oh, it was so good. What was it uh, at the end of the movie? At the end of the movie, there was that '90s song. I got the power. Oh, I'm pretty nice. sure that was in the original movie too. Yeah, like, that's like Snap, right? Snap, yeah. <laughs> I got the power. <laughs> it's getting, oh, yeah, it's think... getting, it's getting kind of hectic. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That's like awesome. Yeah, but there was a cover was song. There a post credit scene. There was a post credit yeah, scene. Yeah, there's a mid credit. God damn it! Yeah, mid credit scene. I, I would love to talk about it, but I think people should actually go see this fucking movie, and I don't want to spoil it for them. So, <laughs> do you yeah. want to know the worst part about this movie for me, though? What was it? The guy sitting three seats in front of me at the – so the credits start rolling. Yeah. And he stands up. There's this invention called a belt, and some people really need to know what that is because I got, like, just a face full of this dude's hairy ass. Wow. And I was like – I mean, like, pants were below the cheeks, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then thankfully the, the mid credit scene came on, and I was distracted, but – Wow, that was the only bad part about this movie. So hold on, hold on. You got to see that was that was like the first appearance of the Brown Ranger, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I never see it again. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, dude, I'm, I'm actually Rangers. I'm looking forward to the sequel. I can't wait to see it, man. Um, I did notice me even being a casual, not even I'm not even a fan, but me being like. Uh, familiar with the franchise i did notice the cameos at the end man right and that was yeah. uh i'm really surprised that they got amy joe johnson to do that well oh, okay what's is, does long, she have, does she have beef with the power rangers now um so most of the original cast left because of contract disputes uh she was one of those people that did leave because of that and she spent years trying to distance herself from anything Power Rangers related. Wow. If she did an interview, you <clears throat> weren't allowed to bring it up to her. Like, she was very distanced herself from the whole fandom. Hmm. Um, so the fact that she chose to do this, I thought was really cool. That's eh, probably money, man. Came down to dollars. Oh, oh I'm sold, sure it did. She sold out. She sold hey, out. Checks the paycheck. Yeah, agreed. Didn't some power? Didn't some Power Ranger like just like murder somebody recently? Well, yeah, dude. No, that, that happened a yeah, while ago. Dina. Yeah. Didn't, didn't he, he fucking finally, like? He killed. No, hold on, hold on. He killed somebody with a fucking sword, right? <laughs> wow. It was like three years ago. He uh, he stabbed his roommate with his roommate sword, and <sighs> they finally just like two weeks before the movie came out. They finally closed it in court, and he was charged with it. He's guilty. Uh, was he in the movie? Oh, no. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's actually uh, in the prison. When you watch by, he's just crying in the background. Wow. He's a good sport. He's the he's the Krispy Kreme employee. <laughs> that is the one thing. There were two things I thought about that Jake wouldn't like about this movie. Yeah. Oh, let's hear it. Product placement. Normally, normally you don't like things over two hours. This clock's in it. It Power clocks Rangers? in at two oh four. It doesn't so four minutes. So bad. It doesn't feel so like bad. it. It doesn't feel like it. No, it that's goes by so pretty quick. That probably counts credits too, right? Maybe. But the right. uh, the one other thing is the way you are with like Man of Steel and IHOP. 
That yeah. was like this and Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Oh, like, really? which is a weird ass sponsor to get Krispy Kreme. But, I thought uh, it, I thought it was great. It I, actually worked pretty well. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I love Krispy Kreme now, so I don't want to see that a bunch. Yeah. All right, guys. I tupper with the fuck out of Power Rangers. Who knew? Uh, we're going to take yeah. a quick break, and we'll be right back with uh, pow- uh, Power Rangers news. <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> we're going to break down the Japanese version in depth for the next seven hours. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, hey, Harmon. Fuck. I want to, God damn it, I, let's talk about mid credits. We'll talk about the mid credit scene here on our break. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, I always, I, I enjoy having Harmon on. I don't know about you, Jake. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from you, that's a big compliment, so I'm honored. <laughs> uh, you know, real quick, uh, we're gonna end Good Pop, Bad Pop here, but I wanna talk about, I wanna talk real quick. I watched the, uh, two Dave Chappelle specials on, uh, Netflix. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I, watched, I watched the first one. I uh, I Tupperware both of them. I thought they were fantastic. It was nice to see Dave Chappelle back doing stand-up, doing what he's good uh, at doing. I mean, like, I love the Chappelle show, but it, it's just nice seeing him <laughs> doing stand-up again. I Tupperware it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I'll high taste the first one that I saw. Really? I thought it was, pre- I thought it was pretty good, but yeah. not. I think maybe I built it up too much in my head. Hmm. But it wasn't like uproarious, hysterical the whole way through, and there was definitely some lagging moments for me. Some Mister Critical over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I some of it was really good though. Like uh, the the OJ stories were, were really great. Fucking Care Bears, come on! I mean, oh, the Care the Care Bear stuff was very funny. <laughs> the Care Bear shit was fucking gold. <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> It was very, the Kerber stuff was funny. Do you guys have anything left for, uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop? I, um, I just got the Rogue One digital copy on Friday. Yeah. And, um, I am going to toss all the special features that come with Rogue One. It is, um, shockingly the most bare bones, like, Disney release of a movie I've seen ever. Like, there's less than an hour of documentaries and special features and whatnot. Wow, that's kinda, a letdown. Yeah, I was kind of really disappointed. I was really looking forward to, like, you know, they usually have these good, like, two, three hours worth of docs on these Star Wars Blu-rays. You know, even the originals. So this was kind of a bummer. All right. So, hey, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, ta- I tossed the special features on Rogue One. Fuck Rogue One. Um... Yeah, fuck Rogue One. <laughs> It only took you five viewings to give it a Tupperware. Um, 
let's see, Harmon, what do you what do you got? I, I was I was there on my third. <laughs> oh, third, third, <laughs> third, third times the charm. Uh, Harmon, what do you have for good pop, bad pop? I just got a, a video game thing real quick. Uh, All right, Frank. So, <laughs> right. So uh, everyone knows like how big the Nintendo Switch is right now. It's wicked popular. Uh, I just want to say that if you're if you're on the fence or if you're looking for a, a handheld, more dedicated for a handheld thing, really consider the PS Vita. Uh, I bought one. I've, I think I've had mine for maybe a year and a half now, and there's a lot of great games that keep coming out for it from from third parties. Uh, like if you're into role playing games at all, Final Fantasies or any of the Tales games, uh, this is a console you should really have in your library because it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's got really great battery. I mean, it, it plays PS1 games digitally, and they look beautiful. They're scaled right on the screen. Um, it's definitely a console that, I, I it, for me, it's my favorite handheld. Uh, I don't have a lot of time with this Switch, but I definitely prefer it over the Switch from what I've, what I've seen so far. I don't like that weird um, touchscreen on the back of the Vita. That's that's really bizarre. Is that the system we're talking about? Yeah, that's it. Uh, there's only I think like two or three games that even support that. Um, yeah. So they the were whole pushed there for nothing. Right. They were uh, they were really pushing that when the f- system first came out. And I like you can use it. And there's a, an Uncharted game for the for the Vita, and you can use the back touchpad to like move the character across the screen. Um. But it's definitely not required for pretty much every game that's out there. Gotcha. So, like, if you're if you're a JRPG fan, I think it's definitely worth picking up. And uh, they're going to start getting harder to find. Sony's not going to keep making them anymore. So, while you can still get one, you know, new on Amazon, it's definitely worth picking up. Are all the JRPGs on the actual like store? Because I, I haven't seen like the physical copies of games like that when I look in the stores. So the uh, if you, if you check on Amazon, you can find all the physical copies. That's where I bought mine from. Okay. Um, like as far as like uh, any of the big box retailers, even GameStop's like Vita section is just pitiful to what there yeah. actually is. And I do like that they come on like little cartridges similar to the Switch, um, and they display nice on the shelf if you if you want physical copies, and uh, like. There's a Falcom that's a real popular JRPG company. They make they support the Vita pretty heavily. So does Atlas. Um, they make all the can, Tales games. Oh yeah, and uh, you can like I said, you can pick up any of the PS1 classics from the store and play that on the Vita. So you can have one machine that does Final Fantasies, you know, seven, eight, nine tactics. Plus all these new beautiful RPGs like uh, I have Trails of Cold Steel one and two for the Vita, which are both PS3 games as well, but they work fantastic on the Vita. How much is a Vita these days? Uh, two years ago I picked mine up for a little under two hundred bucks, so I'd imagine it's still kind of around there, maybe one fifty to two hundred. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It is truly a beautiful system and. The uh, the first gen Vitas actually had an OLED screen, so those even pop more than the the second gens do, which just have a regular LED screen. So they're, they're not going to support this system anymore. So Sony stopped doing a lot of support for it 
maybe a year after it came out, there hasn't been any huge releases from Sony proper. And you're saying it's to buy been... you're saying to buy this fucking thing? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean that's a lot. All those games he's talking about—that's like two thousand hours of gameplay. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these I'll are games do... that you can easily sink if you just do one playthrough. You can easily spend fifty hours in it. Yet alone, if you do like the second playthrough on the nightmare difficulty, because uh, a lot of those games are geared for a second playthrough. Um, there's a lot of weird Japanese games that you can get for that. Which, if if that's what you're into, which I am. Uh, it's totally worth picking up. Uh, I I got Galgun Double Piece, which is it's it's like the most pervy game ever. Like you shoot girls with a pheromone gun to give them ecstasy, but it's a rail shooter. So oh, that sounds awesome! It's so fun, and uh, like I actually I have the first run hard copy. So on the front it says rated E for everyone, which is totally wrong because on the back it has rated M for mature. Hmm. It's uh, it's definitely a console that's if you're in and uh, like rhythm games too. There's a lot of neat Japanese rhythm games like Danganronpa. Um, How are you playing rhythm games and having fun on a handheld system? It's not that bad. I mean, because it, I mean, it has a full controller layout. Just the only thing it doesn't have are the secondary like L2 and R2 triggers, but everything else is there. So you still have the D pad, the twin sticks, the the four face buttons. And uh, it definitely works for it's, – it's almost like you would play Parappa the Rapper having to match the XX square or whatever. Yeah, Similar to chop, that. chop, chop, kick. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have a PlayStation 4, Harmon? I do. Um, on Tuesday, they're re-releasing Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 on a single package for 40 bucks, all HD remastered and everything. So I have the PS3 re-release of Kingdom Hearts 1. Yes, but I'm I, really excited to pick up the PS4 bundle. I have never uh, played the uh, remasters for the PS3, so I'm super pumped. I only put about maybe 10 hours into it realistically because uh, as much as I love the PS3, the PS4 just overshadows it so much. Yeah, and I, I agree. And I'm really excited to see this game going through the PS4, getting the best graphics they can out of it, and uh, revisiting both of them. I'm excited to see Kingdom Hearts 3, man. Hopefully before I'm 50. Finally. Like, I mean, the first game came out, I think I was like 11 years old. <laughs> like, and uh, I- I'm really excited to finally have, like, the third piece in what was supposed to be a trilogy. And now there's how many spinoff games from the, the Game Boy Advance and the-, the DSs. And there's, like, a mobile game. All sorts of shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, All right, we've... <laughs> <laughs> listen, to you, listen to you guys talking about video games. I feel like my grandmother, like me trying to explain like Snapchat to her. I have no idea what the fuck is going on right now. I really want to play that pheromone rail shooter. That sounds pretty crazy. <laughs> I think send, you can get it for PS4 too. <laughs> yeah, send me send me a link to to video of that. I got that. That sounds ridiculous. Oh, it's so much fun. Will do. <laughs> All right, let's move on into the uh, pop culture leftovers news. All right, so uh, let's see here. There's a new movie that's being developed, and I want to talk about it. It's called Overlord. Have you guys heard about this? I have not. 
I haven't either. It's a World War II film. It's directed by Julius Avery. And here's a synopsis. On the eve of D-Day, American paratroopers are dropped behind enemy lines to carry out a mission crucial to the invasion's success. But as they approach their target, they begin to realize there is more going on in this Nazi-occupied village than a simple military operation. They find themselves fighting against supernatural forces, part of a Nazi experiment. So... What's even more interesting about this is that it's being developed by Paramount and Bad Robot with J.J. Abrams attached to produce. You think it might be a Cloverfield movie? Exactly. That's exactly where I'm going. Um, people are saying that this very well could be another Cloverfield film in disguise. Uh, but not only that, but also Lindsay Weber is going to produce – who was also a producer on 10 Cloverfield Lane. So, oh, yeah. I, I guys, I thought that I thought the next movie was going to be the movie called God Particle, which uh it still very well could be. If you look at God Particle on IMDb, it actually comes up as Cloverfield movie. Interesting. And the synopsis for uh, God Particle is a shocking discovery forces a team of astronauts aboard a space station to fight uh, to fight for survival while the reality has been altered. So <laughs> it's weird, though. One of the actors from the film says, as far as they know, it's not a Cloverfield movie. Here's an article. Uh, here, here, This is from uh, Screen Crush. It's about God Particle. It's from that actor. Uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw and David Oyelo will lead an ensemble cast, will lead an ensemble cast in the upcoming God Particle, a new bad ro- robot sci-fi movie coming from director Julius, uh, Julius Ona. Uh, when I caught up with Mabatha Raw on the phone last week to talk about her upcoming gun control drama, Miss Sloan, I asked how the sci-fi movie will fit into the thread of the Cloververse. She told me she had and still has no idea God Particle is even a Cloverfield movie. Um, I actually, hmm. she says, uh, I actually have no idea. This is news to me. When I did the project, it was a total standalone sci-fi space thriller. So I couldn't tell you how it's connected. I don't know if that's just a rumor. Um, so guys, either... Mabutha Raw is actually sworn to secrecy about the Cloverfield connections, or she genuinely has no clue. So, based on the way things happened with, uh, you know, 10 Cloverfield Lane and how secretive they were with that, um, it could be the latter. So, yeah, I'm, I'm open, I'm open <laughs> to possibilities here, especially, you know, with the J.J. Abrams and the way he does things. Right. Right. And with it being Cloverfield, I could very well see her just being sneaky. Right, but on the flip side, like, could they go Nazi with it? Could like, you know what I mean? Like, could could this be like a prequel to everything? And could ov- Overlord, this World War Two movie, be a Cloverfield movie in disguise? I mean, either one that of these. Would be- like uh, for Jake for the long I, and I haven't mentioned God Particle on the show, but I've been aware of it. Like I knew God Particle was coming out. I knew Gl- God Particle was 
possibly the third in the uh, Cloverfield trilogy. And I never mentioned on the show, but I've been following it. And now they're talking about Overlord, and there's just too many similarities going on here. Paramount's involved, Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams is attached to produce. I mean, I don't know, man. This is this is crazy. I, I, I really don't know what to think about this. That is crazy. On Wikipedia, they just straight up say that God Particle is the third installment in the Cloverfield yeah, franchise. Yeah, that, that's what I've been hearing for the longest time. I've been hearing God Particle is the third in the Cloverfield trilogy for the longest time. Like, wow. if you do a search for um, God Particle on IMDb, it doesn't pull up God Particle. It pulls up, like, Cloverfield, Cloverfield movie or whatever the fuck. It, yeah, yeah, it pulls up Cloverfield movie. It's bizarre. So it is. That is pretty bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I love the Cloverfield films, but um, I'm interested to see uh, what happens with this uh, with this film Overlord if it actually is a Cloverfield film. I mean, could that kind of change up the uh, the Cloverfield mythology? Because, I mean, the Nazis were involved in all this, like, occult shit. So could it almost be like they open some kind of portal? And, like, does that change the monster from being, like, an alien? Or is it some otherworldly creature? It, it, there's yeah, a whole lot of possibility. Or is it just them meddling with science and creating it? Or who knows? Right. What's what's the uh, Nazi movie called? Overlord. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm... Uh... I am going to just say that God Particle is still part of the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, it seems universally accepted. It really does. It really does. I Google searched this movie and it's like all everyone is saying. I mean, literally like weeks or months after 10 Cloverfield Lane came out, like God Particle was attached to this. And... um, I can understand that, you know, the the actress is not familiar with it. They probably didn't tell her that it was part of the Cloverfield universe, but I feel like I don't know, it's just it's just weird that this Overlord movie seems to be coming out and that it has kind of like a supernatural element included, which actually could could tie into the Cloverfield universe. I don't know. I love the Cloverfield movie, so I, I think this is an like it's pretty interesting. Um yeah, to see I'm G- excited. I yeah. can't wait to see what they do next. Right. Agreed. So, guys, did you watch uh, Zombieland? Oh, the yeah. Movie? The movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of it. You know, Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson. Um, it was written by uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the Deadpool writers. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was a really fun movie. There uh, there was a pilot episode for a TV series back in 2013. It never got picked up. Rhett Reese got on Twitter, and he actually blamed the fans for not getting it picked up. He said, you guys have successfully hated it out of existence. So, Whoa. Um, I never pretty harsh words. <laughs> yeah, I never watched the pilot episode. I, I thought it actually was like I thought it was actually I think I thought that they picked it up for series and that it was kind of like a uh, I thought it was like on a network that nobody heard about, like El Rey or something, where they did a, like a full series of Zombieland. But apparently, it was just like the pilot episode, and it did not go over well with fans of the show. But Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. The writers for Zombieland were involved in that in that pilot episode, so 
they've been trying to get Zombieland 2 off the ground forever, and we're getting closer. This is from an interview with ComicBook.com. Paul Wernick said, it is in active development. We're trying to get it going. All of our cast have read the script and love it. Uh, let's see here. It's just a matter of making our cast deals and making it for a budget number. All the cast have become superstars now, so we made Zombieland with $20 million. So it's trying to fit that financial model into the sequel, sequel model so it makes sense for the studio and being able to pay the actors what they now get paid and deserve to get paid. Uh, Rhett Reese says, we see Sony Pictures chairman Tom Rothman pretty frequently now, and we're pestering that dude. He's like, please, enough with the zombie land talk. We're pestering <laughs> him the way we pestered Fox on Deadpool. We're not letting it go. We really want to see Zombieland 2. So, Who, uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Who, who survived? All the principal characters? Yeah, you've got, uh, what's Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Woody Harrelson. And, uh, what's her name? Abigail Dresden? Uh, Abigail Bresnan. Bresnan. Yeah. Bresnan, yeah. yeah. They all survived from that movie. So, okay. that's the thing. It's like, um, with the success of Deadpool and with um, these writers making a name for themselves in Hollywood now, you know, Rhett, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, could we see Zombieland 2? Is this something that you guys would want to see post-Walking um, Dead? Because this was made before The Walking Dead actually even premiered. I mean, you know, this this came out, I think 2009 is when it came out. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little bit mild on uh, Reese and Wernick right now after seeing life, I got to say. Yeah, I well, I mean, I know what they did with the Zombieland universe, and I know that they, what they did with Deadpool. Um, I feel like, I don't know, life was just not, I don't think that's that's something that they could handle. There was, I don't know. I, I think this is more up their alley, though. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I really want to see a second one, because um, that that first one, it there was it definitely it was a, a moment in time and it captured a, it has a, its own unique feel. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to be able to recapture that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Harmon. We, I, I don't. I don't need a Zombie Land too. Yeah, I mean, it's like Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, hold on, I, Emma Stone coming back and doing this after La La Land. And yeah, that's that sounds ridiculous. Woody Harrelson coming back and doing this after like you know True Detective, and now being in like the Han Phil, Solo, Han Solo, and, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, you know, yeah. directed film. Like, do you think that they're going to want to come back and do Zombieland Two? Like, <laughs> they can talk about it as much as they want to talk about like how they've read the script and how they love it, but like. I don't know. I can see like Jesse Eisenberg coming back and doing this. Like, oh yeah, he's the easiest get of the three. Right, sure. agreed. Like, I, as much as I loved American Ultra, like it wasn't like well regarded. Like people didn't like fall in love with American Ultra. Like you can talk to like most people on the street and be like, "Hey, what do you think about American Ultra?" And they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That yeah. sounds like a fucking what? right." You no, know, that <laughs> sounds like it sounds like when you go to a gas station and you walk in the gas station bathroom, it's the name of a condom on the vending machine. <laughs> you know, pretty what I mean? accurate. <laughs> yeah, like I dropped fifty cents on an American Ultra condom. 
that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like a fucking movie that people know. And so like Emma Stone just got off fucking La La Land and we got fucking Woody Harrelson doing like Lost in London and like the new fucking uh, Han Solo movie. Like I can't see them saying, yeah, yeah, let's do Zombieland 2. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be, that'll be, that'll be really good career move for us right now. Even yeah, though, yeah. even though Deadpool was such a fantastic film. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah. And their best, if they want to do more Zombieland, they should probably just try to find a new cast. I think that's the only way it could really work. I mean, even if, you know, Emma Stone and Harrelson took pay cuts to do it, are, are they, are they really going to have any kind of drive to want to do this movie? And I don't, I don't think they would at this point in their careers. Right. I think like if you would have asked Emma Stone, hey, let's do Zombieland, like right after she did Aloha, then yes, she's all like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, let's, let's fucking do Zombieland too. Yeah. Get, right. Give me money. But like after she does like La La Land and, you know, her stock is fucking like, it's up there, man. It's, it's fucking like Abigail uh, Bresnan. She's like, yeah, let's do this shit all fucking day. She ain't got shit else going on. You know what I mean? She ain't fucking, right. she ain't Little Miss Sunshine anymore. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, yeah. Fucking little Miss Dark Side of the fucking moon of her career. So she ain't doing shit. Yeah, she's an easy get to for sure. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, um <laughs> a successful movie last year. Let's uh let's talk about a really successful movie last year. Assassin's Creed. It uh Oh, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> swept the nation. Everybody, nobody can t stop talking about that film. It was just an amazing piece of an American cinema. And, uh, every, you, you saw it, right? You loved it. I saw it. And I, you know what? After I got out of that movie, I was chomping at the bit. I was thinking to myself, oh my God, if they could only make this a TV series. Guys, don't worry. <sighs> during a, oh yeah, during a Reddit AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, head of content for the game, at Ubisoft, Amar Azazia answered questions about upcoming projects, including a TV series. He said, it's like the movie, guys. We will take our time to get sure we deliver something we can be proud of. But if you wonder if it's on our plan, yes. So it looks like – hold on. This is where okay. – Thank goodness they're going to take the time to give you something – they're going to be proud of. Oh, I know. Like, you know, he addresses all of our concerns, you know? Like, we had those concerns going into the Assassin's Creed movie, and they took their time with that. And, of course, we got a wonderful film. It was fantastic, you know? Uh, anyway, yeah. sarcasm. Uh, but, guys, it, they're talking. It looks like they've been talking to Netflix, though. Does that That's a little ray of hope. A little ray of hope. Okay. Jake, how do you feel yeah. about that? Talking to Netflix about an Assassin's Creed TV yeah, series. put it on Netflix. It's easiest to ignore on Netflix. That is a real I... good point because there's so much on Netflix between their – if you're just looking at their original programming, I mean between all their Marvel stuff yeah, and then all, the, all of their non-original stuff, there's so much on there. It needs to stand out if they're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. This is the kind of thing that I won't even bother with unless someone tells me – or I start hearing buzz that it's actually worth the shit, you know? Right. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. Fucking assassin. Are you all in? Are you all in on the Assassin's Creed Netflix show? Me? Yeah. I don't even fucking play the game. Why the and I fucking <laughs> the movie was fucking crap. I mean the movie was shit. It was god awful. Take place in the same world I don't as the movie, or is it going to be like a reimagining? Th- hold on, do you think I fucking dug into the internet to find out those answers, Jake? No, I mean, I'm just you know spitballing. I think that they would want to separate themselves from the movie. The movie was a yeah. huge bomb. I mean, the movie cost a lot of money. Um, Probably I, not that many people have enough people haven't seen it too to like just spin off a TV show on it. Yeah. I don't know, like, just, just horrible, I don't know, it's just a horrible time for the movie to come out, like, a week after Rogue One. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and it's not like it was good, it's not like it, like, you know, <laughs> well, hold on, that Jake, movie. You know what, it's like, uh, uh, you know, I'm, it's Christmas time, I'm spending a lot of movie on, uh, spending a lot of money on gifts, you know, I took the whole family to go see Rogue One. We love Star Wars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, and I've got, you know, I gotta buy gifts. I gotta get, buy gifts from like, you know, all of my extended family, you know, and, uh, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, where, where am I gonna, where am I gonna save some money? Oh, fucking, uh, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can save some money on fucking not going to Assassin's Creed. Yeah, no shit. Right. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, it's gonna take, I, I, I get, I don't know. I, it feels weird for me that Ubisoft feels like now is the time to capitalize on a Netflix series. Yeah, Ubisoft needs to start working on that Rayman movie and abandon this, <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed shit. Rayman. <laughs> I don't know. I think the only way that the Assassin's Creed show could work mm-hmm. is if they made it where you only had like uh they changed up the cast a bit. So they send this person into the past and maybe they're in this certain era of history Come for on. three episodes or whatever. Come on. He does his thing and then they put someone else in there. <laughs> Come on, the Harmon. Way, like it would be remotely interesting. Harmon, stop it. You're you're, you're embarrassing yourself. And I'm gonna. Can I throw this out there real quick? Throw it out there. Scott Bakula is still alive. Let's get a fucking resurgence yes, of Quantum get him Leap. Here. I'll let's, sign that. Let's fucking. Oh, let, I would. I would love to see that. That's, pick up right. Pick right up. Yeah. Fucking. Let's. Yeah. Let's. Let's bring back Scott Bakula. Let's fucking. Let's have a resurgence. We had X Files come back last year, right, guys? Why the fuck is fantastic? Why the fuck can I? I quantum, quantum leap would be huge. Why the fuck can't I get my quantum leap? Fuck this Assassin's Creed. Fuck this Assassin's Creed bullshit. I is want my. Steve Stockwell still alive? I, I I don't know, but you know what? If he's not alive, on the horn. it doesn't matter. Fucking Scott Bakula's still alive. Let's fucking you know what? Netflix brought back Arrested Development. They can bring back fucking Quantum Leap. Let's fucking do this. I'd be so excited for a resurgence of Quantum Leap. Thank you. Like, we should, why, that'd be why, so much there, fun. We should start a bring back Quantum Leap petition. That's Stephen Moffat. He's left Doctor Who. Let's fucking get him on fucking Quantum Leap. Yeah. Why not? I, I don't I don't blame you. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I, why are we talking about fucking Assassin's Creed when we can be fucking... Let's do some real fucking time travel and bring back fucking Scott Bakula into Quantum Leap. Jesus. Yeah, no shit. 
I don't Bouncing know. around in the old time. I know. Fucking bring back Ziggy. <laughs> That's not, what I'm saying. Not the fucking comic strip, but I'm talking about fucking Ziggy the fucking computer. <laughs> oh, I, I hate Ziggy the comic strip. <laughs> oh, it's awful. That and Kathy. <laughs> well, I like Kathy better. Fuck Kathy. I'm At sorry. least Kathy has some attitude. <laughs> Fuck Kathy. Ziggy's, Ziggy's the most vanilla thing ever. Uh, Kathy's got no fucking nose. What the fuck is... <laughs> 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 Who did Kathy on SNL? Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know. It was hilarious. I don't know. This episode, I hate this episode. <laughs> oh, this episode's the best. <laughs> I'm having fun, so I'm happy. I, I love talking to you, Harmon. I just don't know how this shit. Hey! <laughs> I, I feel like me and Harmon, we've. Like we've we've taken our zords and we've combined into a megazord, and you're like you're left out, Jake. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, oh, you man. know, you should have seen Power Rangers. You had to go see Life. I know, man. Who'd have thunk it? I know. Are we talking about the bad call there, man? Dude, Power Rangers was the fucking shit. Yeah, All right, I, I I regret it. I can't believe I'm saying that. Let's go. Let's uh, let's move on to some Marvel news, and then after Marvel news, we'll take another break. But yeah, let's move on yeah. to Marvel news. Marvel news. Marvel news. Um, it's always a good sign when I'm <laughs> when I'm talking about upcoming breaks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you even said that'll be good. <laughs> it's like it's. Like, oh, I'm, I'm 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 not even like really promoting Marvel news. I'm actually promoting our next break. Yeah, do you need a break now? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you know what let's take a break <laughs> let's take a break we'll come right back well uh we'll take a break we'll come right back we'll talk about marvel news awesome oh, that's, that's funny shit that's funny oh, shit. That was funny. <laughs> I had to hit my view button for a second. <laughs> Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can... So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers, and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, we are back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the excitement level. Uh, Through the roof. Guys, uh, let's talk was about it, some... Was it a good break? <laughs> 
<laughs> I suppose. I don't know. All right. This is why you shouldn't drink in podcasts. I swear. <laughs> it's a bad idea for me. I haven't drank in like two weeks, so. This is why you yeah, don't you drink. Ha- it. You, ha- you haven't been drinking on the podcast. The last I have week, not. So I have not. I've been. Uh, I've been clean and sober. Yeah. Not so much this week, guys. I'm, I'm recording. <laughs> I'm recording from home, so I thought, yeah, it'd be a good idea to drink, and uh, not so much. Uh, guys, it looks like we're getting uh, Deadpool two next year, of course, which uh, which will star <laughs> Corch, which will star uh, Deadpool and Cable. But will X Force be considered Deadpool three? Well, according to Deadpool writer Rhett Reese, the answer is no. Listen to his quote: "Yeah, Deadpool three will be different from X Force." So I think we'll be able to take two paths. One is where we're launching something bigger, but then another where we're contracting and staying personal and small. So I think it's the best of all worlds, really. Guys, so separate movies? I mean, by him saying something bigger, is is he meaning the budget or just like an ensemble cast of the X-Force team? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, that would have been my guess. Yeah, that's what that's what I feel. How do you feel about that, though? I mean, you know, like now we're finding out that you know Deadpool three is not going to be X Force. It's going to be something separate. X Force is going to be separate from Deadpool three. How do you feel about a bigger I, budget in a X Force film? I, I actually like it a lot. Um, I, I think it'll be cool. Um, because we're going to see a Deadpool 3 that's not the X-Force thing, it means we'll get to see Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool kind of in two different kinds of genres. And I think that'll be that'll be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Jake on this one. Uh, I, I like having Deadpool 3 be its own thing where Ryan Reynolds can really shine as the star and let X-Force be the, the team movie where the other characters can have their moments. Yeah, I don't also want X-Force making fun of itself for being cheesy and low budget. I want X-Force to be, a, you know, a comparable action movie and look good. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like X-Force is still... I don't know. We haven't ha- we haven't had that cable casting, so I want to see where that goes too. Like we were promised the cable casting like really soon. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that. Needing that because that that will really kind of set the tone. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. That'll be crazy. I can't wait for that day. Uh, what's up with the cable casting for Deadpool two? Collider had an interesting rumor. They said sources tell us that. In casting cable, Brad Pitt was eyed to uh, take on the role, and there was yeah, I saw I saw art like depicting that. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, there was interest on both sides. Uh, as of right now, he's moved on, but since this role is very much in flux, there's the possibility that things could change. The actor may soon have his hands full producing and starring in World War Z two, if that gets greenlit from Paramount. But this would have been a massive casting coup for the superhero follow-up i personally if if i'm his agent i'm telling him to take cable over world war z2 yes no no doubt about that 
World War Z was a success. It was. I mean, as much as I did not like that movie, I have not revisited yeah. that movie. It was one of those movies that came out, and I was just like, I can't believe it's doing as well as it's doing. I can't believe that people are, you know, flocking to the theater in droves to see this, and they were. Um, people were zombie crazy. They at that were. Time. They were. It, it came out at the perfect time. You know, Walking Dead was like at its height, and people were seeing this movie. And people were enjoying it for different reasons. I didn't care for it. I have not revisited it, and I didn't like it then. I tossed it then, and I toss it now. But the book is marvelous, by the way. Yeah, from what I hear, the book is great. I've never read the book. You've read the book, Jake? Yeah, the Max Brooks book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very good. It's it's written in a completely different style than mm-hmm. the movie like depicts. It's really it's really weird how they did it. But Brad Pitt as Cable, what are your thoughts? Like, is that something that you'd want to see? Um, I, I'd be okay with it. I, I, I'm actually quite a big fan of Brad Pitt and his acting abilities. So I would – this is better than other options I've heard. I'll take this over Stephen Lang. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Jake on that one. Um, Brad Pitt's a totally capable actor, and I mean, I don't have much of a – a connection to cable so i'm not like oh it has to be this or that but brad pitt is a good actor and if they can make him look the part then see what happens yeah i think brad pitt is a solid choice um right now the front runner the front runner for cable according to thr um which should be announced soon like they're promising that we're going to get the deadpool uh, to announcement for Cable soon. THR has said Michael Shannon has emerged as the front runner for the much buzzed about Deadpool 2 role of Cable opposite Ryan Reynolds. Mm. And sources say that Shannon isn't the only one on the studio's list, but is leading the pack as the top choice at this stage. Stranger Things actor David Harbour is also on the short list. Kyle Chandler's name surfaced last summer, but sources say he has never he was never in contention for the role. So I would take Brad Pitt over Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, of course, everybody remembers him as uh, Zod from Man of Steel. Of course, he was also in Midnight Special. Um, I, I, I like Michael, Michael Shannon. I think he's a great actor, but I, I don't think that that's like, that's not who I would envision as Cable. Yeah, that seems really weird. Yeah, it um, definitely yeah. doesn't seem like he'd be the best choice. Yeah, I definitely feel like Brad Pitt's at the top of this list. For me, as far as who I'd want to see. I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm still kind of like... I'm still kind of like uh, I would love Ron Perlman. I think he'd be great. I mean, people have talked about Liam Neeson. Uh, who's the other one? Pierce Brosnan is another one that they've been talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I'd be okay with that too. I think I'll always like the idea of Ron Perlman. I don't know how well it would actually actually work, but I like the idea of it. Does that make sense? I- I feel like within the universe that they've created of Deadpool, Rod Perlman actually would work quite well. He can ham it up pretty well, and uh, it, it, it'd be pretty neat to see the dynamic between him and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I actually think Ron Perlman doesn't work for everything, but I really do think he actually would have worked for uh, Deadpool too. 
Yeah, I think like in Deadpool two, he definitely works. So I think like he would be, I think he'd be fantastic. I don't uh, know. I, see, I feel like he'd fit like a glove. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've always been kind of like pro Ron Perlman in this, but like if they got Brad Pitt, I'd be I'd be thrilled. Michael Shannon, though, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you need a draw here. You really do. What about you, Do- you need a name that's going to wow? Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. What about Dolph Lundgren? He's been tossed around. Yeah, I, it's definitely a shock. I feel like it's definitely a name that would cause more emotion than Michael Shannon. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, whether or not it's good emotion, I didn't say, but you know. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, James Gunn is uh, boasting that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two will have Kurt Russell's character of Ego, the Living Planet, as just that—a living planet. And here's his quote: "We have over a trillion polygons on Ego's planet." It's the biggest visual effect of all time. There's nothing even close to it, which is cool. So yeah, Ooh, I cannot wait to see this in IMAX 3D. Did you get your tickets? Uh, no, I'm not worried. Really, I I, uh, I purchased my tickets um, through AMC and I got my seat reserved. I am good to go for seven o'clock on May fourth. Nice. There you go. There I don't you know. Go. I saw they're doing the uh, double yeah. feature even. Yeah, they're doing the double feature. I'm not doing the double feature. I'm going to I'm going to do a double feature. I'm going to watch the movie that day, the original. I'm going to watch it at home, but Oh yeah. As far as like um I'm just going to go to the theater. I know my seat is reserved and I'm good to go. I cannot wait. Yeah, hopefully they have some cool uh swag. Yeah. You know, I That's haven't cool seen IMAX any posters. of these yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies in the IMAX, and uh, this is going to be the first one I actually paid the extra price for the ticket. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, Guardians 1 was one of the best IMAX experiences of my life. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I saw it in the IMAX as well. Like, uh, when it comes to these comic book movies, I always try to make it in the IMAX. Um, of course, Apocalypse was not in IMAX, but... I'm glad I didn't see it in IMAX anyway. <laughs> yes, um, correct. Yeah, that would have been a good call. The special effects would not yeah. have been helped by a bigger screen. Yeah, it was like real 3D, but I didn't even see it in that, so I didn't even commission. But I just feel like uh, it, it's crazy, though, that uh, James Gunn is saying that this is one of the biggest special effects of all time. He says, it's, yeah. he, he says quote, it's the biggest visual effect of all time. Is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I, it's ballsy. It deserves it too. It's ballsy. Go to the living planet. It is ballsy. And I, I mean, I believe him too. I bet it's going to look fucking awesome. Uh, I've got total faith in him, so I'm excited to see just how big this really is. Now, okay, James Gunn recently he spoke with uh, Fandango, and. Um, I, I want to find out if you guys are buying these quotes from James Gunn or if he's just trying to or not. Is that the game? Yeah. Is he, are you buying these quotes or is he just trying to stroke the celebrity ego for like, you know, ego, the living planet. Jesus, that sounds fun. <laughs> is he just trying to stroke their fucking egos as celebrities? Because he's talking about Stallone's character in guardians of the galaxy volume two, as well as Russ. Oh, I- Curse, uh, I heard about this. Yeah, he's talking about Kurt Russell's uh, ego, uh, the living planet, and uh, he talks about how how they may show up again 
in future films. He says, quote, this is definitely not a one-off. They're both characters that we've taken a lot of time to develop, and they're a big part of the MCU now. Is is he just saying this to stroke the ego of Sylvester Stallone because Sylvester Stallone is such a very well-known actor as well as Kurt Russell, which I also I, I find this interesting that this is kind of like a uh, these characters are these actors are being reunited since Tango and Cash. Yes, <laughs> that that is hilarious. It is that is very odd. But like, is he saying that because when he said when, when he says this? It makes me feel like that they might not just come back in like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. It, oh yeah, I it agree. makes that's, it that's, sound like he that's that, like definitely the connotations that I get from it too. Yeah, like they might be a part of different films. Like maybe they might show up in invent uh, like in Avengers Infinity War or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Like, what are you taking from that, Jake? It seems very bizarre. Like I wouldn't think that the Kurt Russell ego of the Living Planet character would be part of anything other than the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but, like, this is how James Gunn handles a lot of different actors. I mean, like, this is how he handles Vin Diesel, too. Like, he's like, oh, you want a group movie? Well, yeah, I'll tell Vin Diesel, you know, I'll talk to Marvel about a group movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) It it, it, it sounds like, you know what I mean? It sounds like that. Like, like Vin Diesel just kind of, like, thinking, like, uh, Groot is such an important character, which I love Groot, you know? And like I'm not opposed to a group movie. Like I think it would be no. interesting. But like I think it could work. But I but I honestly I feel like James Gunn is just kind of like entertaining Vin Diesel by saying that. Like, oh yeah, a group movie. I'm all in, man. Let's do this. Oh, okay. I spoke with Marvel. They're thinking about it. Oh, oh no. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Vin. It fell out. It's not going to happen. But you know what? If they gave me the green light for it, man, I'd be all about it. Thumbs up, <laughs> wink, wink. You know, yeah. do, do you think Kurt Russell and, and Sylvester Stallone need that kind of stroking, though? I think Sylvester Stallone does. Yeah, okay. I mean, he, he, he didn't win the Oscar. He didn't win the Oscar this year. And everybody, in my opinion, I felt like he deserved Best Supporting Actor. In my opinion, I felt like he deserved it. I felt like he, he should have got Best Supporting Actor for fucking Creed. He was phenomenal in that movie. I thought he was so good. I don't know what they got planned for him in Guardians of the Galaxy three uh, two. I don't know what. Yeah, the, I thought it was just going to be like similar to a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm kind of surprised that it's more than that. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how to take James Gunn right now with these comments. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> what I do know is that Kurt Russell is a hell of a catch to have in the movie. Yeah. And if I mean he's he's such a charming a character and like pretty much everything he's done, and I'm really excited to see how he interacts with Chris Pratt, and I would be totally down to see Kurt Russell interact with you know Captain America, Iron Man, whoever. I, th- I think that's the character where it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, but like, what are Kevin? What are Kevin Feige's plans for these characters? You know what? Are, what 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 is what does Kevin Feige think about like the overall plan for these characters? Like they could be major players in Volume Two, but as far as like going forward in the MCU, like 
it sounds like James Gunn is just like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah, I brought these guys in, but like, yeah, they, they, they got, they've got a bigger purpose when it comes to like the overall scheme of what we're doing in the MCU. And I see what you're saying. It, James Gunn isn't in charge of the black right. at the end of the at the end of the day. Right. So he he really has no room to talk or speak about what. Well, hold on. This is my whole point. Like James Gunn, like who did he bring into these movies? He brought in some of like the regular players that he's going to have in his films. Michael Rooker, uh, Sean Gunn, his brother. Like if mm-hmm. if he came in and said, "Yeah, you know, Sean Gunn, my brother." And uh, Michael Rooker are going to have, like, I have bigger plans for them in the overall MCU. I'm thinking to myself, what are you talking about, dude? Like, these are, these characters, I, I feel like they're just reserved for, like, your Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, like yes, of course, I would love to see, you know, fucking Michael Rooker in a scene with uh, Tony Stark or in a scene with, you know, uh, you know Paul Rudd. I think that I think that would be fun, but as far as like their characters being integral to the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't think it's really there. I think like they're part of like the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. Like I think that's where they're best utilized. And James Gunn is just going out and saying like, "Oh yeah, Stallone's character that we're just introducing in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which hasn't even been like." prominently displayed in any of the trailers like we've got more mantis yeah agreed in the trailers yeah, it's, re- it's, it's really bizarre it is it is i like I, said, I, I feel like he's stroking the egos of these two actors that's that's i'm just gonna come out and say it there you go with the he, ego jokes again. <laughs> yeah i know i'm coming out and saying it that he got to work with kurt russell he got to work with stallone and he wants to make them feel like there's something special in the MCU, which in all actuality, like I feel like they're going to be the equivalent of like Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok, where he's not integral going forward. Same thing with like yeah. the collector, the collector, you know, Benicio del Toro is in guardians of the galaxy volume one. He's not even showing up in guardians of the galaxy volume two. I think like he's just trying to like make these actors feel like they're important, <laughs> I don't know, in the MCU, when in all honesty, like it really comes down to like, oh, when am I going to get my next, you know, uh, Captain America appearance? When am I going to get, you know, more Iron Man? When am I going to get more Thor? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's right. And James Gunn is so good at like blowing smoke up your ass with that kind of. Yeah, he, he did it with Ant-Man. Ant-Man's the best fucking Marvel film ever made. And like. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fu- James, I love you, but man, you made a great Marvel movie. You made a better Marvel movie than fucking Ant-Man. Come on, Peyton Reed. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Knock it off. You made a better movie than Ant-Man. Jesus, come on. People, yeah, Ant-Man, Ant-Man number two is not going to have a fucking $160 million uh, you know, uh, they're not going to be tracking a hundred and sixty million dollar uh, opening weekend for Ant Man two. Come on, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, God, I can't, can't wait for Guardians two. I can't wait for Guardians two either. I fucking bought my ticket. I fucking got great fucking seats. Fucking center row. Cannot wait. 
Guys, we're getting a uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat film. Did you hear about this shit? No. No, I haven't. Okay. The information, it comes from Hollywood Reporter. Listen to their quotes. The studio, already in deep development on villain offshoot Venom, is now developing a feature project centered on female characters. Silver Sable and Black Cat. Christopher Yost, who worked on the upcoming Marvel movie Thor Ragnarok, is writing the script, building on a previous version written by Lisa Joy, the co-creators, uh, the co-creator of uh, Westworld, Silver <laughs> Sable, created by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends in 1985, is a mercenary who runs a company that hunts war criminals. The character has been both an antagonist and an ally to Spider-Man, Black Cat, an acrobatic cat burglar whose real name is Felicia Hardy, has a long and tangled romantic history with Spider-Man in the comics. The character was cut from scripts from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy and a Felicia Hardy, played by Felicity Jones, briefly appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 2, though no Black Cat connection was ever made explicit. Um, the article does state, though, guys, I want to point this out. The article does state the spinoffs are not offshoots from the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming, but rather projects spun from the overall franchise and based on Sony's Marvel Spider-Man universe. Are we talking uh, two separate movies here or a sil silver, uh, silver Sable and Black Cat movie? It's a Silver Sable and Black Cat film. It's a team-up film. That seems kind of weird. Uh, but, uh, what 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 what's going on here? I, I I don't know what's going on with Sony right now. Like we get a uh, we get a Venom movie that we don't know if it's connected to Tom Holland's Spider Man at all. We are now hearing rumors of a uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat film, and it's not one hundred percent connected to Tom Holland at all. What's going on here? Like th these were things that we found out. We found out um, a couple years ago with the Sony leak. They were talking about a uh, a feature project that was centered around uh, female characters. And so mm -hmm. everybody was talking about a black cat film. And uh, I, I'm trying to understand this. I'm, I'm trying to understand, like, what Sony's doing right now as far as, like, what is going to be connected to the MCU and what is not going to be connected to the MCU? Like, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like they don't want to wait to make money. They want to, they want to keep putting out movies under that property that they own. Right. So I don't know. Is, I, uh, I'm a big fan of black cat. So yeah. It could be interesting. Yeah. I, I have big, no I'm experience a, with silver sable. I don't even know who that is. Well, I've read, um, I've read a few silver sable comics and I, I really enjoy the character. But yeah, Silver Sable and the Wild Pack. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of the character, but I'm trying to understand like where they're going with like the Venom film and where they're going it's, with Spider-Man when when Spider-Man's not involved in these projects. Yeah, it's the same discussion as last week. Yes, like, how do you do this without having Spider-Man in the picture? Right, oh, and it doesn't make sense to not have Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Black Cat is to me. Black Cat's even weirder than Venom. Oh man, doing it without Spider-Man. Oh uh, yeah, I can't imagine that Black Cat shows up on a rooftop and Spider-Man's not there to talk to her. And and you know, yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? That, that's bizarre. Yeah. And the first time we're seeing Black Cat, we're not seeing any of that? That's yeah. Seems, that seems ludic- ludicrous to me. I, right, that doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to think to myself, like, I know that, that, that Sony's coming out with an animated Spider-Man film that's going to be brought to us by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, our directors. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. So. I, I'm so pumped for that. And I'm... And oh my god, if it's a theatrical release, theatrical release like you know, like Lego Movie, it's gonna blow the fuck up. It is gonna blow the fuck up. I guarantee. I'm pretty ya. sure it is. It's I, like an all CG animated. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna. I mean, if it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, it's gonna be theatrical, and and it's gonna blow the fuck up. But as far as like getting a live action Silver Sable Black Cat film and a live action Venom film. With no chance of Spider-Man showing up in the universe, I'm like, I, I don't understand the direction. I really don't understand it. And so, like, when I read this article, I'm thinking to myself, so are Silver Sable and Black Cat going to team up to fight against Venom? Like, how does that even make sense? I'm like, I, I, Jake, I'm trying to fucking make heads or tails of this news, and I really can't. And I'm thinking, like, is this... Avi, what's his name? The uh, producer, Avi Arad, or Ever, something yeah, like is that. this is this him? Is this his influence, Avi Arad, or whatever the fuck his yeah. name is? I think they just can't sit still. They they just they just want to keep keep trying and throwing shit at the wall and trying to make that superhero money. Spider Man, too- Spider Man has a great rogues gallery. Why can't they just incorporate that into the MCU, Jake? Why do they have I, to I, have spinoff movies? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Hmm. Yeah, because it's... Uh, do you think we'll see, like, Michael Keaton anywhere beyond the Spider-Man movie? Hmm. They were I mean, lucky... Maybe that's... Yeah, they were They were lucky to get him for this movie, to be quite honest with you. You know, it, yeah. he, he dropped out of it at first, and then they, they signed it back on. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they're going about it the right way by getting Michael Keaton in there as the Vulture to start off with, instead of going Green Goblin route. You know, we're, yeah. you know, like let's lead up to Green Goblin. Um, I agree. I think that's, totally agree. Yeah, that that's that's just smart. But I'm trying to wrap my head around a Silver Sable movie. With black, I, I love it. I, I love the fact that they're thinking about Silver Sable and Black Cat, but I don't. I don't love that they're that they're going to do this movie without Peter Parker ever showing up. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree. It's it's ridiculous. Huh. I don't know. I'm still excited to see something with Black Cat on the big screen. Yeah, but without Spider Man. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, that, that, yeah, that, that's the thing. Harm a silver sable movie. That's the thing. Like I, I, you know, like this article. It states that the spinoffs are not offshoots from the upcoming Spider-Man: Homecoming movie. What I'm worried about is like that they they do these movies and they do them with their own feel and their own tone. And then they go the X-Men route, where they're like, mm. oh, you know, these movies, you know, people did like them. 
And so let's now try to shoehorn them into the MCU. That's the wrong way to go about this, guys. They should they should go into this thinking like, okay, if we're going to do a Silver Sable movie and we're going to do a Black Cat movie, we need to we need to think about like where we're going to take these characters, you know, going forward, like have a plan. Yeah, have a plan. Have a plan. Like that's that's what I loved about the Marvel movies from the get go. Is like you know you know we got our Iron Moon Iron Man movie. It was a success, and so like now let's set up our Avengers, and so let's have individual films. And like I have no problem with them doing a Silver Sable and Black Cat film, as long as the intent is to actually bring them into the broader MCU. I don't want to feel like a different complete like a completely different fucking film, and then and then try to shoehorn them into this universe. Like we were talking about last week with the fucking Venom film, with it possibly being getting that R rating and then trying to find a way to shoehorn it into Spider-Man. Like, Jake, you were against that. And I agree with you. But, like, I can't see them doing fucking, like, three, four Venom films and then never having the possibility of Spider-Man showing up in those movies, it just does not fucking click with me. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. Of all these characters that we've named, if they were doing a Silver Sable solo movie, yeah. like I, I could buy that one right. most of all. Yeah. But the rest of it's kind of ludicrous, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know where they're going with this shit. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on into uh, DC news. We're going to talk about um, Justice League trailer. So it's time for DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina, and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news. You fucking pieces of shit. All right, guys. I saw this fucking thing like one time, and I didn't really even pay attention to it. Um, you're going to have to tell me about it. I have no clue. What's going on with this Justice League trailer? Oh, jeez. I'm the worst person to tell you about it. Harmony, did you see this thing? <laughs> I have no desire to even watch the fucking trailer for this <laughs> movie. So, uh... <laughs> I still haven't seen BVS. I have I have so little interest in the DC universe right now. Yeah. It's, they play a bad cover of the Beatles come together, and they try to show you that this movie is going to have some humor chops and basically don't land a single joke in the entire two minutes. Yeah. And this sounds like it's headed for a Tupperware. And it looks like a giant green screen nightmare of the likes I've never seen before. For some reason, I was Uh, kind of blown away by that. Cyborg looks awful. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But this, Oh man. It looked like way, like way too much bad CG and green screen and terrible jokes. Mm. And this movie is going to be a, giant pile of garbage i like how can they hide suicide squad with great great trailers but they like the last couple Zack snyder movies have just like even the trailers look awful so ooch yeah i i I watched it um one time and uh i was at work and so like i didn't have time to really focus on it i saw like what was it? Um, Aquaman fighting some parademons with the trident or whatever. Um, yeah. I saw that stuff really seemed way too, uh, close to the Avenger stuff to be too, to be honest with you. The, uh, Batman joke, um, 
where Flash asks him, like, what's your superpower? And he's like, I'm rich. I saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah, it, it was not funny. No, that that's like almost like a played out joke online now. And it, it's not funny anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it just looked... It looked terribly silly to me when uh, Aquaman was on the Batmobile mm-hmm. jumping off and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it just looked... The, the special effects did not look up to snuff to me. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry to say, but, like, the Transformers movies have more solid special effects than these movies. I'm still... I'm, I'm still... I'm still hopeful for the Wonder Woman film. I really am. I, I, I want it to be good. I really do. I want it to be good. I want it to be yeah. so good. But, like... The Justice League movie. Did they really showcase Wonder Woman in the Justice League trailer at all? Uh, she has a couple speaking lines, yeah. but not so much, really. Mm. Okay. I feel like the showcase was Batman, Flash, and Aquaman. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for, for Wonder Woman. I want to like Wonder Woman. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's, it's pretty ballsy doing something set in World War One because that's a very, it's a hard war to make like a, a good movie out of compared to like World War Two. So it, it is a ballsy choice, but I want to love it. Yeah, I want to. I, I really want to love Wonder Woman too. Uh, Wonder Woman. I yeah, really do. It's crazy. We're getting this movie. What November seventeenth is when Justice League Justice comes League out? comes out in November, and we're getting uh, Wonder Woman in July, I believe. Yeah, sometime so in July. Big year for DC. Big year for DC. I'm hoping that I'm hoping for the best, man. I'm hoping for the best. I really am. Not with Justice League. I, I really feel like that movie is going to be garbage. I really feel like it's going to be crap. Um, but I am. Yeah, I, I'm I, with you. I'm praying that Patty Jenkins has has made a great Wonder Woman movie. I really, I'm, I'm God. I, I hope Wonder Woman's fantastic. I really do. I feel like if Justice League wasn't crap, then we wouldn't have all this Ben Affleck drama going on. Yeah, that's true. That's that's you know true. what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So. I, I can't see him being Batman much longer. I really can't. I can't see him sticking with this. I see Ben Affleck kind of saying, you know what? It's time to let go, and uh, I want to do some more directing, and I want to do more movies like Gone Girl and things like that. I, he's had a rough year with that with that movie that he recently came out with that didn't do so well. Um, not not the was it the Accountant or what was that gangster movie that he did? Oh, I forget the name of that, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. He's had a yeah, rough year. He's had a rough and year. The, and the and, BBS. and the and the nanny. Um, Oof. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, uh, I don't know. The fucking Justice League trailer, I watched it once, guys. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. It just, it didn't blow me away, so. I have, I have one more thought on it. Go for it. fucking toss that motherfucker. There you go. (laughs) All right, let's move on into Star Wars news. We'll wrap this up. We'll do emails next week. I just, I don't feel like it this week. So. (laughs) Is that, is that okay with you, Jake? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I, I love the I love the way you said that. You were you, you were like pleading. I yeah. don't feel like I it. just don't. I don't know. I appreciate. I I love our listeners, but I don't know. It's just not this week. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Big God! What am I saying? 
You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, Star Wars news this week, guys. Uh, Woody Harrelson, he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he said this about his role in the upcoming uh, Han Solo film. Quote, yeah, I play a guy named Beckett, who's kind of a criminal and a mentor to Han. I'll be there until the end of July. So he's talking about uh, filming, uh, but he cleared up his name. His name is Beckett. This is new. Yeah, that's cool. This is all new. I think that uh, I, I think Woody Harrelson's a great choice to play Han Solo's mentor. Don't you? Like, yeah. He, I can see him just putting out that kind of that special swagger that Harrison Ford had. Yeah, teaching him the shade. I agree. Yeah, that'll I, be great. That'll be, be great. I'll love Woody in that role, I think. It's perfect. I think it's perfect. I think Woody Woody is a fantastic choice. Fantastic choice to play as a mentor. Um, there's a lot of people talking about that he was going to be playing a different character. I can't remember the name of the character's name, but it's somebody that's in Star Wars canon already. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I'm glad that it, they probably made him squash that on purpose. That yeah. was probably a targeted move yeah. for him to release his name and, yeah. and all that nonsense. Yeah. So his, na- his character's name is Beckett. Now, guys, we learned in a THR interview with CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, that the Han Solo film is going to take place over the course of six years. And we see Han from the ages of 18 to 24. Uh, we also found out that Han will meet Chewbacca and will be seen finding his ship, the Millennium Falcon. So, guys, this is going to take oh, this is going to take place over six years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That I read all the stuff that um, Iger said. There's some pretty pretty nutty stuff that he was saying. Did you um? Do you have that on the docket? Uh, the Carrie Fisher stuff. No, about um, him saying that Han Solo's name is not really Han Solo. Oh, I didn't see that. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger revealed a couple of details from the upcoming young Han Solo film. The film will cover the character's life from ages 18 to 24. We'll show him obtaining the Millennium Falcon, meeting Chewbacca, and most shocking of all, it will show how he took on the name Han Solo. Wow, I didn't read that. Yeah, and it like Twitter was going crazy about like Han's real name and uh, making jokes about what Han's real name could be. Um, one of my favorite comic writers, uh, Dan Slott, uh, you know who this oh, is. Oh, Spider-Man, fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He actually was, uh, he made the uh, headline of the chive with his tweet saying that uh, Han Solo's real name will be Shooty McShoot First. so and i mean the classic joke that everyone shot around was that uh his his real name will be henry jones jr and that they named the dog han solo oh that's amazing oh god (laughs) i'd totally be okay with that yeah (laughs) i saw another great tweet that said uh if you think people are mad that his name's not han solo wait till you find out his name is greedo shot first oh god (laughs) Uh, now, how old is uh, how old was Han Solo supposed to be in this? Uh, he's going to start off eighteen. Yeah, eighteen way, to twenty-four. Eighteen to twenty-four. 
right. Yeah, Brian, uh, sorry to jump in on there. I just right. the name stuff was like the stuff that really freaked me out. No, I, I hadn't read that. Like uh, I read the THR interview, but I did not read that. So that's interesting. Okay. No, I'm uh, I'm looking at a chart right now, and according to this, he was 29 when episode four happened. So that's only a five year span from the the end of this movie till episode four. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it makes sense with him getting the Falcon, I guess, and meeting uh, Chewbacca. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it there, gives them time to develop that relationship. Well, and it gives them more. It gives them five more years to to figure out around they, with. Yeah, to figure out if they're actually going to do a trilogy with this too. Yeah, interesting. They've been talking about doing if this movie blows up, which. Which I don't think it's like – I think it will blow up. I, th- I think it will do great financially. But I think on the flip side, they're looking at how it will do critically and how the audience is going to receive it before they – Yeah, will we, will we love it or not? Right, exactly. Um, Star you, Wars – go ahead, Jake. What's up? I was going to say, do you, like, do you like the name stuff? Does that does that worry you? Is, is that weird that Han Solo gave himself the name Han Solo? I don't like it. It is – it's very weird, right? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like them fucking. I don't like them messing with that shit. Like, if it's, George, it's very comic booky. Yeah, it, exactly. I agree. Like, if George Lucas came out and said, "Yes, hey, I support this. That you know, this is this is my idea," then I'd be like, "Okay, George, that's cool. This is man. You know what I mean? It's like that's George Lucas's toy to fuck with. But like, if it's just like, you know." Um, Disney, Bob Iger, and fucking um, Kathleen Kennedy doing their own bullshit, then no. He's fucking Han Solo. Don't fuck with that. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's oh, totally. I, haven't, I have not come to terms with it yet myself, but I'm leaning towards the what the fuck camp. Yeah, fuck off with that shit. Like, if, you know, like, I, you know, that's the one thing I loved about, um, Who's who was our director for Rogue One? Uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. I love what I loved about Gareth Edwards is that he fucking uh, he gave some love back to George Lucas. He had George Lucas fucking watch the film before it came out. Yeah, and um, he respects George Lucas. I kind of I, I feel bad for George Lucas. I really do. I really do. Like uh, for as much yeah, as that, I, that poor billionaire. Yeah, fuck off, Jake. Fuck <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying, you fucking son of a bitch. That guy has brought us so much fucking love. He's brought me, he's brought me so many fucking good memories from watching like that first original trilogy. Yeah, he fucks, oh, yeah. he fucks with shit. You know, he makes Ewoks blink. 30 years later. <laughs> you know, he does, he, he, <laughs> that goddamn rock. <laughs> He likes pisses me off. He likes to tweak his shit, you know. He's a perfectionist, but you know, you know, Martin Scorsese's a fucking perfectionist too. Like, if it was up to Martin Scorsese, like he'd never have a movie fucking come out. He's always tweaking his shit, and that's that's how Lucas is. He's always tweaking his shit. You know, he's he always visually he has he has it up in his brain, and that's how he wants to give it to us, and. um I, I just feel like I feel like I know he I know he sold the company. I, I know he sold Lucasfilm to Disney and he should have expected this. But there's a part of me that's just like that 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 wants him involved 
creatively as like a consultant. And that that's kind of like how they set this up. Like back in 2012 when Disney acquired Star Wars, we all kind of thought like, oh, yeah, yeah, George Lucas will still be on as like a consultant. It's really not what happened. Like they li- they they got his notes on everything, and they're like, "Oh fuck this shit," and they and they did their own thing, and they let JJ do his thing, and and we got the Force Awakens, which I loved. I, I thought it was fantastic, but it was oh, me too. Me. It was nice to see Gareth Edwards kind of like you know give back to George Lucas and bring him in and say, "Hey, watch my movie, and I want your approval. You're the Godfather of fucking sci-fi." So, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of that with Han Solo too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be now, cool can, to see what. How can you say that when they're when it, when his name isn't even fucking Han Solo? I, I trust I trust uh, Lord and Miller. How can you now? Because, I, I do. I do. Ah, uh, fuck off! What, what's his name? What's his name? Han Han Duo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a crazy tease, though. I don't like it, Jake. I don't like <laughs> it, man. He's Han Solo, man. Come on. It's not. A, it's not a fucking moniker, Jake. It's his fucking name, man. Come on. It, I don't know. It is. It does sound like a cool name. Shut the fuck. Is that the big himself. twist? Is that the big fucking twist that we find out that his fucking real name is Han Johnson? <laughs> I'm pretty sure his first and last name will end up being different. Would be my guess. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I like, oh, I don't like it. Maybe his name is uh, Han Hansen Hansen. The fucking <laughs> the, the the boy band. The boy band from the nineties. Oh, Hansen. Nice. And hold on, this fucking the movie ends, and all we hear is Mbop at the end of the movie. That ro- the credits roll, and we hear Mbop. How about that? That's a yeah. Tupperware right there. I, to- I tossed that. Yeah, all right. I tossed it, too. Maybe his name can be Lone Star. <laughs> I taste t- that. Oh, my God. Are you talking about fucking space balls, you son of a bitch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I like that a little bit. Um, StarWarsNews.net, and I don't know how to... This is not making Star Wars... This is Star Wars news net. They're teasing that old planets may be revisited in Star Wars 8 and 9. The planets that they mentioned were Tatooine, Mustafar, and Endor. Hmm. I have a feeling that we're going to see Tatooine at least once between 7 and 9. Oh, I feel like we have to. It just plays such a pivotal role in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw... We saw Mustafar in Rogue One, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah we sure did. So, yeah. so settle down on the Mustafar. I feel like yeah. Mustafar, there's not much more we can do there, really. Yeah. Are we going back to Endor? Yeah, man. We need to see more blinking Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> Get to blinking, teddy bears. Shut the f- <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see more. We need to see more blinking Ewoks. <laughs> they're just going to be standing there like the fucking like village of the dam, blinking. Fucking. Like... 
<laughs> you know, it's been like 30 years, so maybe their society's totally changed. They could be way more advanced now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Blinking teddy bears. Oh, I love it. Um, guys, uh, last week we talked about Obi-Wan, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi solo film starring Ewan McGregor and the chances of that happening. Um if it was up to Ewan McGregor, it, it, it happened yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, here's this quote. Uh, he was talking about uh, – he was talking to Business Insider about Train Spotting 2, and he says, quote, Listen, I have been asked about it a lot to the point where it looks a bit like I'm sort of touting for work. I've been very open to say I'd be happy to do it if they want me to do it. Um he also seems this is this is what fucking this is what drives me crazy here Jake and listen he seems confident about how long Disney is approaching Star Wars by saying they are set going into 2030 with their movies they're set going into the 2030s with their movies does That's he, what McGregor's saying? Yes. Does he have an inside track? I mean... No. I think he's just shitting a number out. Really? Yeah. No, I'm with Jake on this one. I okay. think he's just thinking of a number. I've seen a lot of interviews with you and McGregor in the last three weeks. Okay. Um, with promoting Beauty and the Beast and, ter- you know, the uh, train spotting. I almost called it Terminator 2 there. And train spotting 2. Yeah. And he's been really loosey-goosey in these interviews. Yeah. And just kind of really having a lot of fun, I've noticed. I just thought it was a really weird thing to say for him to come out and say, oh, yeah, they've got shit planned out throughout the 2030s. Like He's probably – I bet if you watched that interview, did you hear the audio? No. I bet I bet if you listen to it, he's like, oh, they've got it to 2030. You know what I'm saying? Like he's probably just, you know. Yeah, but like like the, the thing is, it's like – Ewan McGregor right now is 45 years old. He, he's going to be 46. He's going to be turned 46 March 31st. Guys, they got to get something done soon, right? Exactly. That's, that's exactly why he's making that figure a speech with the year. Okay. Okay. He's, he's, he's trying to prove the point that you got to do this shit now. Okay. Because Alec Guinness, when he played Obi-Wan, was 61, 62. Yeah, that sounds right. And if they – if like right now, today, today, if they said, yeah, we're making an Obi-Wan Kenobi solo film, we're looking still, you know, pre-production. We're still looking at three to four years out, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Even, you know, maybe, maybe three years tops if they say we're going to do this movie because like, you know – I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, I feel like it's very time sensitive. Like, if we're going to find out, like, what was Obi-Wan doing between the years, you know, where, you know, we saw where he ended in episode three from the beginning of uh, episode four, A New Hope, right now is kind of like the time where you're going to want to get him in there. Um you're gonna want to cast. You're gonna you're gonna want to start production on this very soon. Um, he's he looks young. I mean, he's he's he looks young for 45, 46 years old. But you're gonna want to do yeah, these things I soon. I agree. 
Yeah, you want to get you want to get this shit in production in the next five years or less, or you're, yeah. you're it's it's over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hopefully I, they do I would it. like to. See, yeah, I would like to see him in a solo Obi Wan movie because he was my favorite part of the prequel. Thank you. I agree, you know? man. I agree. Well, another. I, you know, I I like Qui Gon, but they they fucking killed him. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Qui-Gon was a cool character. Qui-Gon was fucking dope as shit. And they fucking killed him. But like, we got, we got, we got Obi-Wan, we got Ewan McGregor. It makes sense to make those movies. And if you're gonna take anything from the prequels, I think you need to bring Obi, uh, Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think those could be, I think those could be really successful films. Or at least a film. See how it works. Yeah, exactly. Kind of do like what you're doing with Han Solo and yeah. set up a timeline where you give yeah. yourself a little bit of a window for sequels if sequels present themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's I think that's what they're doing here, Jake. Like with the Han Solo film, we're going to get to see him from 18 to 24, so we're going to get to see those years pass. Mm-hmm. And if the movie's not great, well, at least we saw him from 18 to 24, right? So from 25 to 29, like Harmon was saying, like whatever, fuck those years. But if the yeah, mo- read the books exactly, if the movie's great though, then they can fill in those gaps, and then we can like lead it right into fucking a new hope, Star Wars, a new hope. Um, anyway, guys, moving on. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about is K2SO. K2SO was a huge breakout character in my opinion. From Star Wars Rogue One. I love this fucking droid. So the question is, could we see more K2SO in future films? Guys, if it's up to Alan Tudyk, he played the voice of K2SO, we are going to see more K2SO. Here's a conversation he had with Uprox recently. Um, here's uh, actually the article. The Han Solo movie takes place before Star Wars and before Rogue One. So with these movies that are set before Rogue One, we could see K2SO pop up, right? Tudyk says, I would like it. I don't think it's possible because I think they're done with the Han Solo one, aren't they? And Uprock says, oh, no, they just started filming. And (laughs) Tudyk says, they just started? That would be cool. Yeah, Tudyk's just a big Disney slut at this point. I don't think this is something that's really going to happen. Well, he goes on. He 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 says he ends it with, "I want a Cassian and K two movie where we see who they were beforehand, and see the story of Cassian finding K two, and who was K two back when he was in the Empire, and all of that." So there's a lot of stories. Now that they're telling these different stories. There's a lot of opportunities to branch out. I'm pushing for that one. That one sounds good. Gee, all right. Settle down, Tudyk. What about what about a cameo though, Jake? What a can What about a cameo of K2SO? I, I, I could see that. I could see that. But what's the point if if the whole the fun of K2SO is the personality and the attitude, and if we can't have some of that on focus, then why even should, you know have? What's the point? Well, do we know how yeah. long uh, K2SO has been reprogrammed to have that personality? That's it, exactly what my next point was. Right, because if we're going back to a, a younger Han Solo, he his his robot is probably, in my mind, still in the Empire. Agreed. 
You guys are just shitting on everything. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I love K2SO. Yeah. But yeah. don't don't force feed him into other movies. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, Rogue One was full of Easter eggs, and some of them hit, and some of them didn't for some people, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Disney. And even, even yeah. me, a couple of them were a little bit too much. Like, I, I didn't need to see... Uh, the Panda Baba. Panda Baba. The, that's what, exactly where I was. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking about was Panda Baba. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them were fun, but that it's like, okay, 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 enough already. Yeah. Well, if all we get with K2SO is just what we got in Rogue One, I think that still tells an awesome story of that character. Yeah. Agreed. And, and that made his death, like, really meaningful. Maybe uh, save K2SO for something like in Rebels or something like that for season four. Yeah, exactly. That right. would make more like sense. Scrapyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk probably just wants a fucking uh, Disney paycheck. I, I can't blame Alan, the guy. Alan Tudyk gets enough Disney paychecks. <laughs> what else is he doing for Disney? Uh, he he was the chicken in Moana. <laughs> was he? Yeah, he does. He did all the chicken noises. Oh, good for him. For hey hey the chicken. Good for uh, he him. Was, he was uh, King Candy in uh, Wreck It Ralph. Oh my! Can you imagine getting paid Disney money for playing a fucking chicken? Jesus. Yeah. It's God damn I was it! Like, really? I was like, who? I was like, Alan Tudyk's in Moana. Who's he? Oh, yeah. hey hey the chicken. That's unreal. That's unreal. All right, Never guys. speaks a line. Never speaks a line. He's a chicken. Um, we're going to wrap on this one. My cat's starting to cry. So, uh, The Hollywood Reporter spoke with Disney CEO Bob Iger about the future of uh, Star Wars concerning the passing of Carrie Fisher and how it will be handled in Episodes 8 and 9. Uh, he is claiming there will be no change. Uh, let me read his quote here. He says, when we brought, when we, excuse me, when we bought Lucasfilm, we were going to make three films, episode seven, eight, and nine. We had to deal with the tragedy at the end of 2016. Carrie appears throughout eight. We are not changing eight to deal with her passing. Her performance remains as it is in eight. In Rogue One, we had some digital character. We are not doing that with Carrie. That's good. That's great news. It's good news. I think if they did decide to, in episode nine, if they went and did the CG Carrie Fisher, the backlash would have been unlike anything else they've ever seen. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Just figure out a way to write her out of the story. (laughs) Is that, is that what we're getting though, Jake? Like episode eight ends. Are we going to get the demise of Carrie Fisher in the opening crawl in episode nine? No, I think I think they'll figure out a way to tell us about it somehow. You know what? You know I don't what, know. They've you know got what, something up their sleeve to deal what, with this. You know what bothers me about about all of this is the fact that in episode seven we never got a scene of Luke being re- reunited. With Han. We never got a scene of Luke being reunited with Leia. Yeah, we could still get that, though. I, I, Jake, I'm just saying. We could yeah. also not get it. Okay? I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to death that we got a scene 
of Luke, uh, excuse me, of uh, Han and Leia and that embrace, that hug. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Thank God we got that. Even the Leia and Chewie scene really yeah. chokes me up. Thank God we got Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Thank God we got it. But like on the flip side, like it's almost fucking bringing me to tears right now thinking about it. That we're never going to get like Luke and Han together again. That that we're never going to see <laughs> Jake. Like we're never going to see Luke, Han, and Leia in a fucking scene together again. And that yeah. And that and as a Star Wars fan, like that. It's like, kind of one of those things you took for granted that it, yes. you sure were going to see when they mm-hmm. announced that these characters would be in these new movies. Right. Yeah, and it, it, it breaks my heart that we'll never see that. I'm, I, I pray, I pray, I pray that we will get to see Luke be re- reunited with Leia in episode eight. I hope that that, I hope I get that scene. I want to see Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher in a scene together. I want to see brother and sister together again, at least in one scene. I don't yeah, know. More, we're getting more than it. just one of them force feeling the other. Right. Right. That's, that's and what, you think yeah. about if if they did film that scene and we end up getting it, it would have been powerful even if she was still alive. But just imagine how powerful that would be now that she's gone. Right. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I don't boy. know. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It's going to be crazy when it gets closer to episode eight. How how they're going to deal with that. Yeah. It's going to be hard going into the theater in December of this year and and see those carry scenes. It's going to be really hard for a lot of people. And me yeah. me, me included. And Oh, uh, I agree. Me too. I think even yep. seeing it in the trailer is going yeah. to be brutal. Yeah. It's going to be very hard. And um I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking forward to episode eight, but like, it sometimes it still hasn't hit me that Carrie Fisher has passed away. She's just so yeah. she's so. And iconic. it's gonna be in your face when that comes out. Right, right, right. No avoiding it. No avoiding the memory at that point. No. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a, a bittersweet experience. Mm-hmm. I was upset. I was upset in episode seven that. You know, that I didn't get a, a Han and Luke, you know, them them reuniting. You know, like, we got Han talking about Luke, but we didn't get, like, them reuniting on screen. And, like, yeah, I would have loved to see that, man. You know, they had great chemistry in those fucking first three films. Oh, for sure. No and doubt I, about it. I That's wanted, what made those movies. Yeah, I wanted to right. see that again. And, um, god damn I'm gonna I'm going to end the show this week. Um... Thinking about thinking about Carrie Fisher, it's it's hard, man. I I love her. I think she is just she's phenomenal. And um, yeah, she was a great spokesperson spokesperson for all kinds of issues. Absolutely, and stuff. She, absolutely. Yeah, she's, she's you know, fantastic. I had the blues. I uh, had the uh, the Blues Brothers on the other day, mm-hmm. and yeah. everything she did was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, oh, yeah. Ho- Hollywood's gonna miss her. I mean, she was a script doctor. You know, a lot of people like. A lot of different studios out there. When they had a problem with their with their film, they would send her the the script, and she would she would fix it for them, you know. And uh, she's she was such a great talent. Um, all right, guys, I, 
let's end this episode. Harmon, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad that you got to be on this one and talk about Power Rangers. I'm hoping that when Power Rangers 2 comes out, and it will come out because this was a great movie, Power Rangers 2 will come out. I'm hoping that you'll be back to talk to me about Power Rangers 2. Hey, yeah. whenever, whenever you guys want to have me on, you know how to find me. Absolutely. It's it's an honor. It's I have so much fun talking with you guys. It's an honor. So. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys, man. Dude, yeah, this episode's a toss it. <laughs> this episode Whoa, did suck. Went rogue. Yeah, this episode sucks. <laughs> I agree with that. Um God damn it, I shouldn't have drank this episode. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> As always, Jake, thank you so much for joining me again or whatever. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, whatever. All right. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, we'll see you back uh, next week for episode 181. What the fuck are we doing next week? Are we doing anything special? Uh, I thought some bullshit came out next week. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, uh, let's read emails next week. I'm sure these people want to hear their fucking voices heard next week. Let's do that. Hold on. Give me, give me one second. I'll tell you what's coming up next week. All right. Oh, it's Ghost in the Shell. Oh, shit. Am I doing that? Am I'm I going to see it. Am I watching that? I'm going to see it. All right. I'm not familiar with the source material at all. Yeah. So I'll watch it. Just like uh, Power Rangers. I don't know shit about Power Rangers, really. Yeah, let's see how it is. Cool. All right, we'll watch it. We'll be back next week. Uh, just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thanks for your patronage. Thanks for listening. You know the drill. All right, see you next week. Later, y'all. Later. Later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcast that originally good. They've already been done before, so we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap, even though we're the shit We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, race it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture push over Pop culture Leftovers And we're the uncool kids this day's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Pop culture leftovers Pop culture leftovers
love it, hey, let's face it, can't embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers.